You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now! It's the Ron Fez Show on a Thursday. Big Jimmy Buff uh, hanging out front today. Did he even bother getting in the elevator and coming up to his radio station? Nothing I know of. I haven't even seen him on anything. Well, you would have loved to see him in neon shorts wearing flip-flops. Yeah. Glad to hear that you're coughing. I'm... Hopefully the disease is spreading. I hope not. We're doing everything we can to <laughs> spread the disease, even though we ask not to. Uh, tomorrow is Intern Olympics. I'm very excited about this. Have they both cut their shows? They are both cut, and they are ready to be loaded for tomorrow. Both of them. Ladies and gentlemen, you will be voting tomorrow. 
on which interim uh, show is better. Uh, Molly's Warriors is one of the shows, and the other one is classic in the Mike Mike. Mike Check, baby. That's his shit. Molly, yeah, Mike jo- Check. Molly and Joe, Mike Check. I don't know what's going to happen. Now, from what I understand, uh, Mike, who is Bob, uh, just rips the 1% into asshole, Dennis. He gets very political. He goes very heavily political. That's him. That's bootin' rally, bootin' rally, bootin' rally. I hate to say it, but it's kind of a lazy song when you just take... Yeah, but it's a good, it's a good thing to say over and over again. <laughs> it's something that uh, Nashville country artists do. They're like, hey, this is a saying. Let me run with it. Here was the other thing about Buffett, because uh, I don't know this about him anymore. If there's any Buffett fans, please let me know when this started. But he's trying to kind of, they've lifted the sweet Caroline thing into Margaritaville. So now when he sings uh, Looking for My Lost Shaker of Salt, he then raises his hand and goes, Salt, salt, salt. Oh, come on. And it's very much the way you're supposed to call and response of the sweet Caroline. That's come on, come on, Jimmy. You you don't have enough money. He really doesn't. But no, he does. He doesn't have enough. He needs more. He has hundreds of millions of dollars. All uh, crazy talk, fucking bullshit songs. The cheeseburger in paradise chain <laughs> is doing well for now, but there's no reason, you know, any selling those pirate uh, parrot hats. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they don't do a thing where uh, if I would get a hold, of, I'd say eye patches. <laughs> Why aren't you all over the eye patch thing? Get a big margarita on the eye patch. Ties into the Margaritaville Margarita Maker. Um, here's uh, Dan. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, me, Ron? Yeah. Hey, uh, could you guys film uh, segments of uh, the interns tomorrow and maybe put like a five-minute highlight clip on the Interrobang? I think everybody liked that. Well, what would you like you about know, it? What's it? Uh, like a behind-the-scenes broadcasting thing, a little tiny clip. I don't know what would be in the clip. Two people sitting and talking into a microphone. Yeah, sometimes that's cool just to see a little bit. No? Uh, I never thought of that. I didn't have the camera uh, set up. <laughs> I mean, if I thought it was important, we'd be doing TV. <laughs> we'd be warning Joe. I think he just wants video of Molly. I think he's being very underhanded. Now who's Mr. Obvious? This guy. His voice sounds better. Just a little bit from yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> I hope some of it lands on me. Oh, God. We actually set up just like a big like spit shield between th- those two seats. Well, I, I, well, we did have a spit shield, but <laughs> that was pushed behind me this morning. <laughs> Let me... Or more be like a boy in the bubble type situation on that end. That's you know collapsible. I like the fact that we're still suffering with Mondays almost guest after all these years from that one phone call. Uh, it's but instead of trying to fix that, I'm working it. I don't think you have the abilities. <laughs> Jesus. Behind the scenes with Molly and. Uh, I guess it's Catholic Joe's with Molly, right? In the Molly and Joe show. 
Which one of the two teams seems like they're more comfortable that they're going to win this thing? Oh, I feel like Molly and Joe have a lot more confidence. Really? I'm, tell- I'm, I'm being dead fucking honest here. Um, they're loose. Egoosey. Rob, you're on the run of Fed show. Hey, how you doing, Ron? Yeah. Hey, I agree with that last caller. I think I agree with Fez. I think that gentleman just wanted a little pricking material for the morning. We all picked up on it. I was trying to get him to say it, though, instead yeah, of me saying it to him. But can I just tell you something? No yeah. one will jack to our little Molly. Ever. That will never happen. Ever. Her little body is not ready for that. Yeah, she's going through some changes now, and she's becoming a woman. But she's not there yet. Mm-mm. She's a freshman in college. I mean, Jesus Christ. She's a freshman. Pre-frosh. Pre-frosh looking for same. <laughs> At BC. That little meatball is not ready for the dating world. I hope she's not on that like BC version of Craigslist or something. There though. better not even be one. That would be terrible. I'll call the chancellor. Shut this whole goddamn thing down. I thought that when you and I drive her up to college, we'd just drive and take one last look at Mystic, you know? Okay. But, you know, it's the end of the summer. It's, it'll be nice. And then make sure the cottage is all closed up. I, I, I want water damage. I'll drive me nuts. I worry about that, too. I worry about a superstorm. Mash should be okay. Mash. We're stronger than the storm. That's what a commercial told me. I know. They someone said that that commercial cost twenty five million dollars. By the time they ran the whole program, and they're going, couldn't we have like built some houses with that money? No. Uh, it's the Ron of uh, Fez show. It is a Thursday. Uh, tomorrow on the program, uh, John Densmore, who I now I guess is a buddy of ours. I'm hoping. It's a crazy thing. He seemed like he feels like he's a buddy of ours. Oh, he, he he there's love there. Okay, good. There's love there. Good. I'm trying to get a band started and it would be really helpful. Really? Yeah. That John Densmore is the drummer. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I hope yeah. That, now, now I'm Mr. Obvious. <laughs> Densmore on drums, baby. Is Mr. Obvious now your favorite commenter on the iBang or who I, is? I like that classic show, whether it's him or not. That was. That's, he's not current enough to do it. <laughs> he doesn't keep up enough. The people who just come in, plug something, and then they're gone. Yeah. No. You got to be steady to be, become one of the favorites. That's why the Dallas is probably still number one. Um. Here is um, Tom in New York. You're on a Fez show. Ron, I was just wondering, uh, when you drive Molly up to college, are you planning on uh, strangling a mob hitman up there? Nice reference joke uh, from the early part of the millennium. Um, only if I actually see him at the college. That was actually such a crazy fucking episode of The Sopranos. That was awesome. I I never went back and watched The Sopranos like a lot of people did after Gandolfini died. I'm I'm just not up for it yet. Well, yeah, the HBO started immediately running like an entire channel, just Sopranos nonstop. The yeah, Sopranos HBO. Yeah, this is for you, James. Send this in, little Mal. I want to see how she feels about the contest. Contest is going down. It's the intern uh, Olympics. 
uh, one of these people will be named probably intern of the year. Oh, yeah. This is huge, because this is towards the end of the semester as well. Molly's uh, dressed very preppy today, too. Yeah, I decided to get my prep on. Good. It's good. Thanks. Uh, you guys are done yours, right? We are finished. Yeah. How'd you feel about it? I feel really good. I'm feeling confident. I feel like... I feel like it's in the bag, honestly. Really? Yeah. No, did you get a chance to hear Classic Shelbs? No, I didn't, but... Smart. I get to hear Classic Shelb and Ba interact, oh. like, normally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give Ba a thing here that I'll just say it's hard for anyone to interact <laughs> with Classic Shelb. He's very funny, but there's not a lot of give and take. What did he have a fucking joke on? Oh, when you said during the blackout, yeah, yeah, and you have to, if it was just yours, yeah, that was fucking line of the day yesterday. Yeah, he's a real smart ass. Booting rally, booting rally. Uh, True Blood, uh, their TV show honored today, which Hicks obviously there's going to be complaints because they pack almost every show with songs, and I think they put out like a soundtrack a year. Yeah, yeah, like every season has its own soundtrack. So to do, f you you did five, you probably had to pick through like three, four hundred songs. Yeah, it was, it, was it was a hard one. We could probably do them every day if we wanted to. And people just love True Blood. Um, the people who love it do love it, but I don't think it's a mass appeal show, is it? I think because of the vampire thing, uh, I think it's it's it's... It had some of the highest ratings on HBO ever. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that big. I thought everybody liked that zombie show better. <sighs> I, I don't zombie know about that. Yeah, that show's gigantic. What's the zombie chaser show? Uh, Walking Dead and then... Talk Someone told me that Talking Dead, where they just talk about it, is bigger than any show on NBC. That's how big Walking Dead is. Would you're acting like, I don't know, I think, uh, Maybe. I don't think you're wrong about that Maybe. one. Maybe. Have you ever, by the way, because I know you don't have cable, so it's very difficult for me to discuss things with you. Um, did you uh, did you know that, uh, did you get a chance to see yet that um, clear... Clear history? Clear history. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to try it. Um, it then I can't talk with you. Because I can't, you'll want to do an update two weeks from now, like, hey, Monday. let's sit down and talk about clear history. Monday. Monday's too long. Oh. That's, that's a week late. I gotta get cable. I think that's now Monday. Out. Remember, I told you we had something special. I, we can't say it on the air. Yeah. Um, they don't want to come near here because of something that happened five years ago. Really? The other publicist is cock blocking us. <sighs> Bummer. I hate the middleman. That's true. That's it. fucking. Yeah, you did nail it. Thanks. So this is gonna shit I want to hear on our show. <laughs> the Molly and Joe show. Yeah. Talk, fucking dropping it. Would you guys hear our theme song? It was gonna. Just... I can't wait. It's, it was a great choice, and it was mine. I'm not going to lie. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, because your partner there is also hard to interact with. He's <laughs> yes. very funny, but he's too quirky to be like a person. Like a nightmare for me would be on a long car trip with him, <laughs> with Catholic Joe, because I think he's great. Yeah. And I, I probably wouldn't even mind, like, if there were four of us on the car trip and he was one of them, he might keep me laughing. But if it's just me and him, I'm going to pull over to a rest area and I'm going to choke him to death. <laughs> Which I've done a lot of times to friends. What, you just, oh, my God. So you have multiple bodies. You should probably dump out of that. Also, a lot of road trips. You take a lot of things seriously, Hicks, instead of just letting them fucking dangle. No. No, he says confused. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's murder. She wrote, are you with me or against me here?
I'm with. Well, you did a great job on that thing on Monday. I'm still working it. Too late for me. The taste is already out of my mouth. Uh, Al, you're on the Run of Fed show. Ronnie, going down to Philly tonight for the uh, Pipe Club, believe it or not, as a pen and pencil, but still trying to find the best cheesesteak in uh, Philly at the usual spots. I would uh, go over to the Interabang on Philly the right way and jump ah, on it be because uh, we got a lot of uh, help from Kathleen on that one. And oh. Kathleen knows her way around the Philly food. God bless her heart. Big ups. Although a friend of mine, uh, well, Bri Bri, yeah. got her. What? Had sex with her. Yeah. Holy shit. And has been. On the regular. So he's getting it in? Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the reasons is because they're married. But I don't think that has anything to do with it. She still has a reputation. <laughs> Within their marriage. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, yeah. never turns them down. Wow. All night long, all night. That's the song they always put on, because they're big Lionel Richie fans. <laughs> um, but then again, who isn't? The guy's you know? It's the his guy's time of year. This August weather is so fucking perfect that I wish we could just keep it. I wish this is the way life was. It's got to be like this somewhere where it's just always this temperature, right? Yeah, inside. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start temper temperature controlling outside. What is it? Temperature controlling. <laughs> Hard to say words. Now, did you blow dry your hair today? Because it's a very... It's really shiny. It yeah, nice. it's a very thick and shiny look. Yeah, I, I washed my hair last night. Did you? Yeah, huh? Yeah. With Crisco? No, not with Crisco. Okay. All right, going in a different direction. Which Smart. Uh, hair care products do you use? Pantene. Me too. <laughs> well, I guess... Pantene, buddies. Great. You guys should start showering together. <laughs> <laughs> no, very inappropriate. No. Not if we can trust you. It's a, if HR hears about that, I'm fucked. Uh, we'll just tell them that we live like Starship Troopers, where everybody showered together without being sexual. Oh, no, yeah, they were they were fine with it. Yeah. I mean, we can live like it's the future. I think Des wanted it, though. Um, here's Phil, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, um, I bet you, uh, I bet Fez wants to go to a truck stop and get choked, but he wants to get choked with a big fucking dick in his throat. Okay, let me just ask this. Who's the phone screener right now? Shelby. Does he understand the screening and phone screening? He found it very funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so if he's making that kind of call, you know, a creative call, I don't have a problem with it. If he thought to himself, hey, this is going to move the show along, the uh, host being choked by a penis. Yeah. Perfect. Good sifting. This is where they need to go. And then they can build on that. They can build on this call. And maybe light these fuckers up today. Who else likes getting their throat fucked in rest stops? That's what we want to ask. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Runaways. I bet they, you know, but, you know. Fez money. has already got a problem now because he's going to be in a duel with Aaron Burr in about... Uh, <laughs> 30 minutes. He likes doing visual bits for the radio. That shit we should do a behind in. the scenes of him. That shit is coming in. We should do a Fez documentary. Let's go. Yeah, he, Aaron Burr's going to look like shit within oh, yeah. four hours. Oh, forget it. It's over for him. 
all night long. How come you never hear much about Mr. L. Ritchie anymore? I think his his daughter got all of the spotlight. What happened when he was um, with my favorite video was him and the blind uh, sculptor person. Oh yeah, he was with a g- blind girl, and she made a Lionel Richie head. Hello, would be the video. Even though she was blind. Yeah, it was really really beautiful. She's blind and black. And I guess, I don't know, it looks like Lionel Richie's teaching a class or something. I guess at a community college? Yeah, it is. It's definitely not a, it's not a big university. They're all lucky enough just to get some after. He looks like he'd be a cool teacher. Yeah, he does. It seems like the kind of teacher that you could smoke or curse. Go to the Paramount, maybe. Yeah, the Paramount with a gay guy. Brooklyn Paramount. It's been taken over by some college. Or the Albi. God, why are music videos That's still gone just being too. <laughs> I know they're the best. You're a regular Rip Van Winkle, huh? <laughs> now here's the thing. He's supposed to teach her, but he's sitting there checking her out and loving on her. I hope Molly's fucking professors aren't like this. No way. Oh my god, look at her with the flute. <laughs> because she's blind. Yeah, she's, so she's good at music. She's a feel. Yeah. Hello. There she is. Now, why why are you that nervous in a big open space? <laughs> look at him. And now he uses her blindness just as a way of clocking every move. Like sometimes he just points at her vagina when he's talking to her. Because she can't say that he's doing it. That's low, Lionel. There they are with their lockers. <laughs> so now, so now I guess it's high school. Look, there he is stalking her ass. <laughs> this is so weird. It's the fucking craziest thing ever. <laughs> he loves this stuff. We should do a thing where we just like trounce videos, but it'll just come up like in bubbles. Like they'll pop up. Like little bubbles will pop up. All right, here she is making a fucking Lionel Richie head. <laughs> look at her. Yeah. The other odd thing is they look too much alike. Look, there he is again. Yeah. He's a predator. He missed his chance because we're stupid friends coming by. <laughs> stupid friends. <laughs> he, he missed out. Her age-appropriate <laughs> friends. <laughs> he could get up to that 15-year-old. I think it's funny that they have the singing, like the song, and then there are also people talking. Yeah, yeah. that's the beauty of a music video, because they can change the song up. It's awesome. <laughs> this must be an art school of some type. They're acting, they're dancing, they're sculpting. There's no English class. Yeah, there's no biology. <laughs> there's not a straight dude in this fucking video. Including Lionel Richie. Singing in the middle of her speech. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to get. He wants this. I wish they just showed that his fucking pants were hard. (laughs) I know this is so funny that it interrupts the song. The speaking in it. It's like a film, you know. 
Look how sensually she's reading that yeah. braille. It must be fucking <laughs> Fifty Shades of Blind. <laughs> no, now he's calling her on the fucking phone. Where are her parents? And not saying anything. Who is this? <laughs> I'm... What? <laughs> Imagine if you picked up the phone and someone said, Hello, is it me you're looking for? And then hang up. <laughs> I would think it was a mean call to a blind person. <laughs> Mr. O. <laughs> she, wait. No, she's Hold on, here's it. Scott. Scott, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, you know, watch the end of the video. I bet you she originally thought she was making a globe. His head is gigantic. Yeah, the, the, the sculpture of his head is the best. It's what I've been waiting for now for three minutes. That's all I really want to say. There's something going on in the sculpture class. I think you ought to check it out. I've wanted you to see it so many times. But I finally think it's done. Tell me what you think of it. <laughs> Terrific. He's Frankenstein. I see you. This is how I see you. It's funny though, because it's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> yes. Later, his neck broke. Not be. Hello. I'm looking for anything. I can't fucking see. Are you gonna get fired for this? What a fucking lunatic and he is. And why wouldn't the art teacher be weirded out that she's making the sculpture perfectly in the face of the fucking uh, music teacher? The one who keeps following her around. Yeah. And, and calling, calling, <laughs> calling and just sitting on the phone. Oh it's a lost art of the music video. It's, it's so depressing. It was a very short art form. Very, very short window that... That people, because the original videos was just dumb enough to be people playing their song, whether it was on stage or in the studio. But then they came up, wait, we need to do something to make this more like a film, like a little beginning, middle, and end. And that was the excitement factor. God damn it. <laughs> and I liked anybody who took a good five minutes of acting before they got to this song. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you keep wanting to say over and over. <laughs> crazy fucks I can't believe I haven't seen that before uh, it's the best thing in the world your dad never showed you that nope uh, by the way Lionel Richie does still headline shows all over the world he's a gigantic uh, draw wherever he goes that's crazy not everybody can pull that off and just keep drawing people but he's able to do it yeah, he's got no matter where more. he goes in the world. Uh, I mean, if he goes to Egypt, they're fucking lined up. They stop. They put their guns down. They're like, hold on. We're going to be dancing on the fucking ceiling in a second. Then they should vote him into the goddamn place if he's so popular. Because maybe he'll bring some order to that goddamn trash country. Could you just re uh, you know, report the news and not have your own commentary with it? Okay. Because it goes a little too far. Okay. All right? I don't need you to sit in judgment. Just report the facts to people. Instead of calling it a trash country. All right, where is he going to be playing in September? In September, uh, Hollywood, Florida. AC. All right, every place so far has a casino. Massantucket, Connecticut. Brooklyn, New York. Washington. Where is he playing Brooklyn? Uh, I think he's, pl he's playing... 
Soy Barclays. Wow. All right, so there you have it. It's all the hits all night long tour. Smart idea to do the hits. That's the smart fucking idea. I'm not going to go too deep on these guys. I'm going to give them the big stuff. He knows. Hopefully he brings a sculpture on stage when he's doing hello. Do you think that people have made sculptures of his face after that music video? That's uh, all I would make a sculpture of. But I'd like to make the world's largest fucking Lionel Richie head. I'd like something that was big enough that you could put in a parade. I just had a good idea for a horror movie. It's like a sculpture artist, and no matter what she tries to make, she always ends up accidentally making Lionel Richie's head. Oh, all right. Now you're on to something. Yeah. Um, Sean, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I'm try not trying to be racist here, but Too late. Uh, now that I've gotten older, um, I don't understand the premise of that video. How many blind black sculptures are there in the history of the world? Um, now, do you know anyone who sculpts? No. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to be racist, but those people ain't as good as us at head sculpting. Head sculpting is a white thing. <laughs> Hello? So good. Well... You know, in the 80s is when we had gigantic pop stars. Just gigantic. Now I guess there's a YouTube hit. Uh, that'll get, a, you know, 100 million hits. Yeah, one one day, and then it's done. Then everybody moves on. Like, it seemed like it was really funny what happens with the internet. Is like our buddy uh, UCB Fred, Matt, when his cartoon came out the other day. It was everywhere. I'm like, holy shit. My man is blown up. And then the next day, I was like, eh, it's that's the churn. Hey, I know they just churn it out. So you never get that thing of, yay, I made it, Mom. You're like, Mom, you missed it? It was everywhere yesterday. <laughs> For like 12 hours. <laughs> For 12 hours, I was trending. <laughs> I was trending. I uh, knocked bum cakes off the trend. Um, here's Sean. Sean, you're on the run of Fez show. How are you guys doing today? Good. Hey, I got a completely uh, random question for you guys. But, Great. Uh, hey, uh, so I'm down in D.C. I'm, I'm thinking about uh, coming up to New York for the, the weekend, and I'm just looking for some ideas. Um, aside from the, you know, the the, the usual, you know, tourist and stuff like this. Um, so if you've never been to New York before and you're going to bring, you know, your two kids and your wife up there, what would you uh, look for? I would take him to Times Square. <laughs> Ellis Island. Really? I was, I was looking for heritage. something a little, a little different. I got some ideas. What are your ideas? Whenever I have people who come visit me in New York, I take them on the Staten Island Ferry because it's free and you get like really nice views of the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island without all the crowds. See, I prefer the Circle Line where you pay like $28 for the same <laughs> ride. <laughs> and also, people love the donut plant in Chelsea. Who doesn't? It's awesome. Do Wait, is donut. this your way of saying you guys got donut plants today? Is that what we're saying? Because that would be the best day ever. I'll bring them in next time I come in. I'll bring in some donuts. All right, here's what I want you to do. Just write to me at Ron and Fez, and we'll get you a bunch of things for your family right. to do. So right. how old are the kids? So I got a... Uh... A one-year-old, which is going to make things a little bit difficult. I got some great got places for one-year-olds to party. <laughs> a five-year-old? Yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, kid-type uh, museums, too. But the right. one-year-old would be too, you know, for that yeah. I would just... 
I just want to get out and do some walking, and I figure the weather's really nice. Well, it's warm. Today it is. Away, yeah, you know? today it is. All right. You missed the good so, weather. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. All right, peace. Try to get here before the 9-11 start. That one, you should just leave that one-year-old at home. Why? Leave with the parents. The kid's not going to remember anything. No, but you take pictures and say, remember that time we went somewhere. <laughs> See? You had fun, so don't act like we didn't do things with you. We did. <laughs> Look, there you are sitting sleeping while I'm eating a slice of pizza. Yeah, my parents said that to me, but it was me at the track as a child. Oh, All right. You know no. what? I, but those are good memories. Can I'm I not tell you something? Bad. This funny. fucking bit that you do, that's this David Copperfield bit, <laughs> that's supposed bit. to... Your birthday's over, all right? Last <laughs> week, we sat and celebrated you. Oh, that's a great celebration. Just say it. Oh, Chris, I'm so sorry. You don't have to be. No, I am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you don't, no, seriously. Belmont Racetrack is the shit. <laughs> Here's uh, Blowhard. You're on the Run Fest show. How you doing, pal? Doing okay. I don't hear my theme song anymore. Yeah, I know. We we don't overly produce. We like to underproduce our show. It's on the oldie station anyway. Yeah. So um, there was a video back back in the day. You remember um, Amy Mann's band Till Tuesday? Yeah. Voices carry. There was a version of a video where, through the song, she's like she's like fighting her boyfriend, yelling at each other. Yeah, it's fucking classic. She actually remade that video with a new song. Yeah, it's year. hilarious. And like at the end, when she's just like, even when this, there's a version when she's just sitting in a theater, just singing out loud. But in the beginning of one of the versions, she's just like yelling at the guy, and they're just going. I mean, videos. Well, he he's embarrassed by her, and he's trying to tell her. Hush, hush, keep it down now, voices carry. And don't you think she should have been a bigger star than she actually became? I, 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 so I, to me, potential. she is a big star. But I think she should have been even huge. I, I mean, I put her up there, you know, with an Annie Lennox or any of those other singers of that time who were just doing that rock. Well, she I actually think. got bigger after going solo, after leaving this band. Exactly, because Till Tuesday, really, I think that was their big hit. Yeah. But just the video was just, I just remember just watching it, just laughing. Yeah, it's and, great. Yeah, and look, at, look at the douche boat that she's with. That everything about him is like he hates her for her new wave ways. How'd they even get together? How'd they even meet? <laughs> Sexual ke chemistry. Okay. You're gonna get rid of her? She's gorgeous in that. Alright, thanks, Blah. Alright, buddy. Be well. Peace. Look at him in his suit. Look, he's trying to fix everything. <laughs> look, here, I'm buying you off of this. Look, these are appropriate for dinner. Yeah. This is where a lady looks. Not some fucking hot chick with a rat tail. When Amy uh, came in and did this show, it was one of my happiest days. It was really cool. All right, let's just go to the end of the video. Or we're going to spend the whole day just watching videos. All right, so here they are at the opera. You got to, you got to go back a little further to get the full fucking comedy of it. Oh, that's too fucking far. I mean, I feel like you've never seen the video before. All right, here we go. So everyone's just watching the opera. 
I like to do it sitting in front of her. Julian Schnabel. <laughs> the red bow tie? Yeah. So there he is with his ownership. Look, you will watch this. And now there she is. She starts to... He can't believe it. Would you please? Could you keep it? Look, there's an old lady that's... You're singing New Wave at the opera. You're making a scene. She's got to express herself, though. Julian Snobble don't give a fuck, though. <laughs> oh. No, he does. I think he's mad at him, though. Yeah. All right, Blowhard's right. This is the best video in the history of the world. She's so empowered. Yeah, she is. It's girl power. Girl power. That's what I wanted to celebrate on Monday, but I can't. Because there's a scarlet letter on me. Now that'll teach us. That'll teach us. And when you call back, say, wait, we changed our mind. We don't want you now. All right. <laughs> You're the ones we don't want. We made the decision, not you. You guys suck. Um, I can't wait for tomorrow. It's going to be epic. I, can't, I cannot believe this headline. Out of all the cringy headlines in the history of the iBang, the oh no, Tom Brady hurt really just fucking made me take a knee. Tom Brady uh, sprained his knee yesterday, and the iBang panicked. <laughs> no. Oh, no! Oh, no! It's going to be better, right? No! <laughs> he sprained his knee! Jesus Christ wants Tim Tebow to play football. It's official. Really? Because he didn't even move him in this fucking second string. I think he might have got the second string when that happened. Uh, no, what happened was in the preseason game, mm -hmm. the real the real second string guy was that went out with a head injury. So that's no, they, they actually even yesterday, he still didn't move in to start <laughs> taking snaps. So if you are correct, he's fourth string. Holy Christ! If you're right that the second string guy is out, oh no! no! Just some guy just fell into him. Have you been uh, watching Hard Knocks? I haven't wa I've been watching. I don't like outing people, but there is such a fucking gay guy on that show. Like straight up, like for real? Yeah, straight up gay who will jump in and go like this. I like my girlfriend. Oh, no. This is a picture of my girlfriend on my phone. Like you're the gay guy. Oh, boy. Accept yourself. <laughs> like RG3 accepts you. Yeah, RG3 wants everybody to come out. He just tells every, everyone, please, just all athletes, this is the time. All Everyone in the NFL. He please. said, everybody in the club. <laughs> everybody in the club, come out. Oh, no! No! Tom Brady, same bum left knee. Career's probably over. Oh, no. Yeah, he's <laughs> Right? <laughs> <laughs> we should do that for every headline now. Oh no, Egypt in trouble. Oh no. The oh no. Military firing on civilians. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, everyone. Bad news. <laughs> That's it. Either that or we just change every headline to We Scared. We Scared. Or Scared. 
Everybody in the club, come out. Everyone. Now is the window. RG3 seems to be in constant news. It's 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 fucking annoying. The McNabb thing, did you see that? Said <laughs> he, that he's brainwashed. Because he refuses to talk to McNabb. He says Shanahan and the Redskins have brainwashed him to not talk to McNabb. It's a conspiracy against Donovan McNabb. Well, they hate him. As they should. I mean, the guy didn't really come in fucking ready to play football. Yes, he did. He was at the end of his career. <laughs> he was washed up. He had nothing left. That's what happens when you get older. And then what they give him, like seventy million or forty-five million, like totally, you know, not they didn't get any of it, but they still gave him that ridiculous contract. I don't know how much he got of it. Not much. Check. He might have got it up front. Whatever you get up front, you can keep. So the only part that's really guaranteed is the signing bonus. It's ridiculous. Oh no! Oh no! He didn't get. All right, so he had three and a half guaranteed, uh, and it was, but the contract was for eighty-eight million dollars over five years. So he got five million, maybe, with the one season. How he you played. figure five million? You say he played three and a half. No, he got three and a half guaranteed. But when if he played, when oh, he, he get played more? one year with them, yeah. All right, so he had a three and a half million dollar contract. Not bad. Not too shabby for doing nothing. I think Rex Grossman played more than he did. What am I going to do with my three and a half million dollars I just made from the race games? I wish they would let RG3 talk to him. He, he needs to get inside his head because he sees that RG3 isn't being a responsible young player. He said that, like, yeah, these young kids think they know everything. <laughs> but I got to talk some sense in RG3. And if it isn't that, it's is he practicing? Is he going to play week one? Is Shanahan letting him pra- practice enough? Is Shanahan but letting him practice too much? Here's the thing: you're, you're not McNabb. You're not a fucking doctor. This is Shanahan and the doctor working on it. Yeah. Obviously, Shanahan would like the fucking kid to take every snap, but they're also worried about his leg coming off. Everyone's mad, like, oh, he should be practicing. How do you know? You're not a fucking doctor. I just wish it wouldn't be the same story over and over again. Of is he or isn't he practicing? The guy didn't free season. His knees torn up. You got to learn to ignore preseason. Don't get caught up in it. It's it's hard. Or else you'll or else you'll be yelling out, "Oh no!" Every time someone sprains a leg. Oh no! Malcolm Floyd's out for the Chargers. <laughs> oh no! I don't think I heard you say, "Oh no." Oh We're no! Gonna... <laughs> but now you're gonna fucking hear it all. Have the time. you ever heard any man say, "Oh no"? I don't think so. Well, I can't believe that you're not on the hard knocks. I know. I got. I got to get in on it. I want to see what A.J. Green's up to. How's he doing in camp? Hurt. Oh, oh no. He oh. twisted his knee. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. He, I'm not even making that up. He he's, did. He's he still twi- a two-wide receiver the whole goddamn game. Yeah, but he twisted his knee. It, it's a violent game, and you're cutting and running, and people get injured. <laughs> like Three or four wide receivers are already gone. Jordy, like, Aaron Rodgers has no one to throw to. Like, and Randall, the guy he was going to throw to, Randall Cobb, has like bi- terrible bicep problems. He can barely catch the ball. It's bad. It's the sport of football. <laughs> People get hurt. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh, oh no. People are hurting themselves. Uh Grant, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey Ron. I was just wondering if um get a good well Tom get well to Tom Brady if you could hear Dave's rendition of Fuck Tom Brady. 
Mm, it is a fine song. But I don't want to do it while Tom's actually fucked. <laughs> we wanted to do it while he was on top of the world. Oh, no. Oh, no, Tom. Oh, no. This is uh, Dave's biggest song ever, huh? Yeah. Sure. In the Super Bowl, Eli Manning and Antrell Rose gonna win. Yeah, dominate, baby. Gonna fuck the shit out of Tom Brady. That's right. Lawrence Times kicking in your face. Yeah. Tom Coughlin, give it some bass. Bob Dylan said, gonna fuck the shit out of Tom Brady. Tickle me, Elmo. No, tackle me, Ose. Belichick, Brady, all pussy and pussy. Giants Cape Fear. He's not Eli trying. Max Katie gonna ruin your boat. Ultimate irony would be if they, the Giants and the Patriots go back and Brady isn't the quarterback. The song would be totally out of, wouldn't work anymore. What's up? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I miss Dave. I only met him once, but he was awesome. When he showed up <laughs> for Hicks's birthday, that was the sweetest thing ever when he came in. Uh, he was working. <laughs> At least, unless they happened during the blackout, I don't remember. You were blackout? Classic shell being quoted. <laughs> Send classic in. We miss himself. So. Classic coming studio. We haven't heard big things out of classic since he put in that collar that says Fez chokes on cock. That was classic. That was his highlight today. Now, August, and I want you to be careful of this, Molly. August, on Sundays in August, is when the most men kill their entire families. What uh, do you mean? Hicks had the story. What exactly is this based on, Hicks? <coughs> All right. Um, researchers looked into family. These are, what they, these are what they're called. Family annihilator cases. Oh I wonder why God. they would even look into it. It yeah. wouldn't seem like something that's too unpleasant. So they look at... First look at instances where multiple family members have been killed by another person in the family. And it ends up being August on Sundays. Men in August. Most but yeah, women never kill the whole family yeah. except for in the bathtub. Mm. All right, so let's try to figure out why it's Sundays in August. I'm going to... I'm going to guess vacation is over and the kids are heading back to school and the dads feel crazy and they kill everybody. That's part of it. It's uh, that the researchers found that it's because they feel the family's coming apart is a feeling that, that the people are experiencing when they kill start killing people. But why in August is the family coming apart? Because it'll be when the vacation is over and the, f the fathers are more likely to have either custody of the kids in the summer and on the weekends. It's that's what I said. How's that part of it? It's yeah. exactly what I said. And that's when they lose their shit and start killing. But can you imagine the selfishness of 
everything is mine, and if I don't have it the way I want it, I'll destroy everyone. Because let's face it, Hicks, you basically grew up an orphan. You're fine. Yeah, I'm living well. I mean, except for the addiction problems. I think I got that under control. So, you know, this whole thing is I need to, I want to kill myself, but I don't want them to go on without me. Yeah. It, it's 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 a mind blower of the, that they've actually narrowed it down. Sometimes I get, I mean, every father has, like when the kids are sleeping, just walked into the room with a gun, just <laughs> looked down at them. What? What? Hmm? Hope that just just give it, it a thought. <laughs> sleep. You have no idea how close you are to sleeping forever. Shelby, I can see you as a, a family annihilator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I could picture that. <laughs> Who do you think is more likely to, to be in a murder-suicide? I think Pips would be in a murder-suicide. Oh, I can believe Pip has a fucking dark heart, and no one really knows what is in that brain of his. No. He's quiet and then disgusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of the others. Pips would be like a guy, like, we'll just be having a conversation, and he'll be like, well, Ron, you know all women are whores, right? And <laughs> you, you so what I was, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? No, you don't know that? If I ever found out a woman cheated on me, I'd cut her fucking head and hands off, right? Am I right, fellas? <laughs> They're not going to find the body. Well, there was that beautiful girl uh, yesterday that killed herself. She was a bachelor, whatever the bachelor show is. Yes. Yeah, oh, not. she was on The Bachelor. Yeah, I've never seen the show, but apparently a bachelor will pick out a pretty girl, and whoever he doesn't pick hangs herself. <laughs> so, but I mean, this is a gorgeous girl. Apparently, she's dating a basketball player yeah. in, in New Orleans. And, I don't know, 28, 29 years old. Oh, I know. She didn't want to look at 30. Oh, come on. It's not that bad, G. That's a nice shot of her. Yeah. She was in that Maxim magazine. There she is. Is Maxim magazine still around? Yeah. Is Stuff? <laughs> I don't think Stuff's still around. There's a murder-suicide down the road from where I live, like, about five, six years ago. And then, like, a... Couple, like, uh, six months after it happened, I saw like a family moved in, and there's like a little girl riding a tricycle in the front yard. Like, so you don't, don't know what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> you the real but here's the thing: Do you so believe creepy. in evil fucking spirits? No, it's still just kind of. Can weird. I tell you? You live in New York. Every apartment of murder has taken place <laughs> at some fucking point in the past. Yeah. Like sometimes they'll like take money off the 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 price of the place, right? If like a really horrific murder went down. Well, I mean, if there's still brain chunks around, sure. Oh I take it, not have a problem. I, I'm I'm saying now, no, they don't take any money off the place if a murder went Shit, down. I think a TV taught me that. Although no one ever moved into like I think where the Manson murders went down. Like people didn't want to move back into that place, and they just let it sit. I think they give you like automatic A's in college if your roommate kills himself. That's too. the fucking <laughs> urban myth thing. It didn't. It's true. <laughs> It's just, it's so fucking ridiculous. I think they made a movie about it once. Yeah, they did. Um, I think Zach Morris was in it. Wh who do you think here would be most likely to kill themselves? I have a, I have an answer. I think it's Hicks. You think I'll do it? 
Yeah, I think that I think that when we're not around and you're drinking and it's gotten into the it's by myself. Yeah, it's gotten into the fortieth hour. I think I think that you hit some dark places. Oh yeah, I mean I hit dark places when I'm sober. So right. the alcohol and everything else is just going to you know. Well, most alcoholics also you're trying to self medicate. You're trying to alter your mood. Yeah. You know, a normal person. You know, a, a happy person will never say I need a drink. It's yeah. just. You know, it's just the exact opposite. What's their problem? Why don't they need to drink? <laughs> well, they work on themselves and oh. about what makes them happy. So I, I think most... Le- now, I don't think... I think you'll regret it in hell. I think in hell, when you're burning, you'll say, why did I do that? I'll be hanging out with all my best friends. <laughs> I see it more like an accident. <clears throat> I see, like, you accidentally Jerking off killing and yourself. killing himself with a belt around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone finds me, please remove the belt. <laughs> Please, this is too depressing. Also, Snopes debunked your crazy bullshit. Of course, it's crazy. Nope, that's I don't believe Snopes. <laughs> no, Snopes. If you check Snopes, Snopes is right. Because yeah. they even they even did a Snopes whether if Snopes <laughs> is ever wrong, and they said no, we're right. I love to fucking send Snopes to people. When I get one of those things, that'll be like uh, it'll always be like what Lionel Richie said about the president. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just some lie story. Then I'll always go, and Snopes will be on it as soon as that thing gets sent out to everybody. They're a good and I And I always write back, you're spreading lies. And I attach to Snopes. And I've never once heard back from a person like, <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I'm sorry I fucked that up. No, I just feel shame at that point. Any cock who forwards something to a bunch of people is a fucking creep. You don't like big forwards? Just no. Being a giant- no, particularly if it's something that's supposed to pick me up somehow. Like a cat picture. Like, oh, check this out. No, a cat picture, sure. But I mean some <laughs> saying, you know. Some piece of shit fucking wisdom. Yeah. You know, anything that ends with, yes, mommy, he did hear my prayers. He just said oh, no. Oh Any of that fucking shit. Is it like chain letters? Uh, or the, why were... Why, Jesus, were there only two footsteps? You ever hear that fucking story? Oh, yeah, story? and he's carrying. Yeah, how, do, how does that go? It's like, uh... There's that, on a beach? It. Yeah, there's a guy on a beach, and he's walking, and he feels like God... Is, he's got to be in heaven now, right? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And that, that those footsteps are supposed to represent life. Yeah, no, he's like walking, and he feels like God is not with him, and then he, because he only sees his own footsteps, and then, uh, no, and then he dies, and he goes to heaven, and he's like, where were you, God? And God is like, I was carrying you, those were my footsteps. I wish that Jesus would have said, that's the point of your life when you disappointed me, and I just couldn't even stand looking at you. We have spite in heaven, too. I gave you a beautiful planet. What did you do? Fucking whine to me every day. Every time Jesus says something, like, God just peers over his newspaper and goes, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I created everything, right? He's <laughs> like, God's like this. Disgusted <laughs> with you. What's going on in Egypt? Oh, oh no. Brady's hurt. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. God's in on it. God's peering over his newspapers. Fucking hysterical. <laughs> Just disgusted. He's got his glasses on the end. <laughs> Shut up, Jesus. Have you found any work? I know you were hurt 2,000 years ago. I can't work now, Dad, because of my hands. Set you up with that contract, Yeah. 
And remember what happened? <laughs> they nailed me to a fucking board. <laughs> I'm not going back there. Now it works a lot with nonprofits. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But it's not going to feed you. <laughs> the other really sad thing is you never hear that Jesus met someone. You know, it's been a long time he's been a single guy. He just like to know that he's not alone. I don't think he wants to be with anyone. Oh, don't say that. I don't think. I don't think so. Mm. I think Jesus is an asexual, <laughs> at best. Um, hey Brian, you're on my face. Hey, I keep getting on Facebook. People are posting this. It's this really long, drawn out, schmaltzy like thing about how we don't love each other enough, and it's supposed to be by George Carlin. And the first time I got it, it's just like. You've got to be shitting me. So, boom. Snopes. Nope, not happening. But people that actually think, you know, they, they present themselves as very cool are like, yeah, George Carlin's got it right. Then you hit him with the Snopes, and, and then you get that radio silence. Right. That's what they do, because you want to say, oh, by the way, George Carlin wasn't some smoltzy fucking lady who actually wrote this thing of why puppies are fucking good. <laughs> Remember when Coney got passed around everyone for like two days? Co the Coney 2012 thing got blew the now, fuck up. Now that feels like it was ten years ago, but I bet it wasn't. It right? was last year. It was 2012. Jesus! And then they found him naked, and he was dragging his ass down the street with a dog, <laughs> like like a dog with worms. He just had his feet up in the air, freaking out. In the street. Ah! Ah! Did that really happened. Yeah, he yeah. ended up naked on the street, just fucking yelling at cars. Not the actual guy, but <laughs> <laughs> like the charity like, dude. <laughs> Oh, the charity dude. <laughs> yeah. Not Coney himself. No, Coney's doing fine. <laughs> there you go. Let's see this. Look at him. What? That's not your average crazy person going on a naked, obscenity-filled rant in the middle of the day. It's Jason Russell, the filmmaker behind the Coney 2012 video that I can't believe that internet. was last year. Jason Russell was, uh... Had a breakdown? To put it mildly, yes. Jason hit the streets of San Diego, naked, cursing, smacking the pavement, and screaming about the devil. Eventually, he was detained on a psychiatric hold. I guess it is a lot. I got too many views. <laughs> it's too popular. Oh, no. What is the old thing of being crazy and needing to take your clothes off and go outside? You're hot when you're crazy. You have to just have a yeah, fire inside you. Yeah, I understand. Why don't you take your clothes off and get in the shower? Nobody's <laughs> going to get mad at you for doing that. You're crazy. You're not thinking straight, man. I think it's like a return to nature. You get like this primal need to be naked outside. <laughs> like a dog. People were supposed to, like, I think, send in something then they would send you all this coney stuff to then like plaster around the city and just cover everything and then a couple months later the day actually came and there was like three <laughs> on the whole campus one was like <laughs> homemade with like a marker yeah, it was, it was, it was, i would just send back pictures of coney island i was like this place <laughs> what are you talking about that ruined him. It becoming popular ruined his life. He was in Look a, at like a nice suburban street. It's like San Diego. It looks nice, right? He was like at a hospital for months after this. Sure. You just look at his fucking walk. Yeah. Oh, now he's doing deep knee bends? <laughs> oh, God. You're just opening up your ass cheeks, dude. He really looks crazy. Yeah, he's crazy, all right. Oh, my God. 
totally insane. Oh no. And, and it's all because people forwarded it to each other on Facebook. Earl put up the five today political comebacks. Nice. One of me is Lincoln. What? Yeah. What would the comeback be? The movie? Is that it? The movie? Yeah. Dale Day Lewis? Where's Fesco? I mean, I think it's, it's positive for him. Where's he leaving to? It's not even saying anything to us. Oh, no. Is something happening in there, Pips? Just a booking question we got real quickly. What is it? It's not to me. It's something uh, secretive, so I'm not sure. Okay, oh. What? People get ready. You're off the fucking grid, huh, dude? I, I'm feeling it right now. Just shoot me an email, dogs. Come on. You're not fucking thought well of. See, that's fucked up. I thought I was. Maybe me getting shithouse drunk in here on Friday <laughs> made people think less of me. <laughs> I always thought less of oh, you. What the? F Come on, really? I've never seen you when you weren't shithouse drunk. <laughs> First time I met you, you were drunk. Oh yeah, I was fucking whacked. When you were an intern, did you get drunk? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna. He came to work drunk. He said hungover. But, I mean, if you're drinking 45 minutes ago, you're not drunk. <laughs> I mean, you're not hungover, you're drunk. Yeah, the alcohol, yeah. You, Was you, there a, a USA game last night? How am I not fucking kept up with this? Boz, the sports guy, he should have been all over that. He doesn't like soccer, though. They played Bosnia. We won 4-3. Fuck. Bosnia, Herzegovina. I don't know if that's a separate country or what. I thought you were choking on something. No, no, no. It's all this is weird. Of course, yeah. Of course. But even though you know I haven't seen the film yet, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Now I'm I'm just I'm just curious and confused. Here. It's the coolest thing I've ever heard if it fucking happens. Really? Yeah. Shit. Ah. Did you say it? No. Who do you think it is? Woody Allen. No, he Woody Allen would never take a fucking elevator. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. First of all, I'd be screaming. I'd be fucking screaming right now. <laughs> this is perplexing. I haven't seen But this film. is somebody who I see every single one of his films. And love. I'm gonna write something down. Kevin James. I think I know who it is. I'm gonna write it. Alright, everybody too. write it down. And Here. I will only tell you. Can I rip this? Yeah. Rip everything. <laughs> right? Is it? Alright, that's yours. Was it pause a pen? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. What this is fucking driving me nuts. People get ready. What do you think? You get two fucking votes? I'm, I could, I'm, trying, I'm just throwing them out there. I can't even read that. Oh, wait. I'm, I meant a, a, a different person. <laughs> now it's not happening. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was really exciting. To even come in or, or be here? Uh, any of it. So he wouldn't even come into the building? Right, yeah. The schedule wasn't working. Now I'll never know. Now, if, they, if something pops up, they will come in, though? Yeah. I'm really bummed out. 
I'm bummed out. I don't even know what it was going to be. <laughs> I'm going to write it down now. Okay, everybody. All right. People get ready. No, you can't see before everybody else. Come on. I'm taking me. three minutes off your show tomorrow. <laughs> All right, fine. For that. Good. Just take out three minutes in the in middle. In the middle, yeah. I'll just fucking blank it. Some weird jump cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How fucking cool would that have been? We'll never know. I think we will one day. Dan, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey guys, uh, that uh, Bosnia USA game was one of the best comebacks in uh, U.S. soccer. We were down two nothing and came back. Uh, uh, one of the guys, Josie Altadon, had a uh, a hat trick. It was all awesome. God damn it! It's on. Uh, it's on. There's a clip on Deadspin. I had no idea there was even a fucking game on. Who's supposed to be keeping an eye on my international soccer schedule? I should be keeping more of an eye on it. Let's have a meeting on that on Monday. Okay. Move in the PR department from that major fucking corporation. We'll all sit down together. We called to yell that one time. That's probably why we also didn't get Edgar Wright. Why'd you get Because <laughs> I don't give a fuck now. I'm pissed off. I went from being in the nice, hey, the kids are going to get a fucking show tomorrow. No, no one's getting a show because of what happened with Edgar Wright. Canceled. Why would someone walk down the steps saying, do you want to go right? Then I say <laughs> yes, and then they go, but he's not coming into the building. Retarded. Yeah, of course. Figures. Who else? That's someone we've never become friends with either from the beginning. Oh, were they also involved with that? Yeah, they were. And it's still fucking biting me on the neck all these years later. Oh, but that was because of the shitty fucking weatherman. Yeah. That's how we start when XM came in with them. We were fucking... Uh, some weatherman got mad at us. So that fucking person calls up and said, I'll never... We'll never give you another booking. And I go, good. I don't want a bunch of fucking people coming because in Because the weatherman Shut got up. mad at you guys? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He was a very well-known weatherman. You know, it wasn't like he was at the local fucking Des Moines <laughs> affiliate. But still, he was wrong. Blowhard tells me that I should be checking the internet to find out when games are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on the internet. <laughs> it's big. It's huge. I think it's got legs. How long are the kids' shows? <clears throat> Fifteen How minutes each. Why don't you give them an hour each? 15 minutes. It's an air check. Yeah, that's true. Nobody will listen to longer than that. So it's 15 minutes in there, out there, slam bam. How do you feel about yours? I think it's going to be really amazing. All right, good. Confidence. Love it. Wow, I can't wait till I listen. Phony confidence. Well, you guys, we're all going to sit in here. We're going to listen together and then judge <laughs> afterwards. How's that sound? Good? I can't wait. <laughs> At any part, did you and Bob start making out? I leaned in, but he kind of like used <laughs> the mic to block me. This fucking kid is hysterical. <laughs> He's a fucking funny prick. Awkward that he rebuffed your advances. <laughs> you take everything so seriously. 
Wait, you guys, you guys did yeah, try, you didn't around. try to make out with him? No. No. Well, I'm one gullible dumb fuck. You are. <laughs> I'm thinking all this shit's happening for real. Fucking pisses me off. I didn't even know anything about I could have almost said I could write. Oh no. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, oh, Kathleen from the Bronx wrote about the Lionel Richie thing from earlier. Oh. Well, my friend got her sexually. My friend Bri Bri. <laughs> and he does it on the regular. Wow. Anytime you want it, that's the way. <laughs> They're also big Journey fans. They said to me before that they've been to every Journey show on the East Coast. And they prefer Asian Steve Perry. You'd think you'd want the original, man. Now, speaking of Asian Steve Perry, <laughs> two great fucking rock docs came out this year. Asian Steve Perry and Friends and the Eagles. Now, do you remember before where I was embarrassed to tell you guys <laughs> yeah. that I started obsessing on the Eagles thing? Uh, over on um, Grantland, Bill Simmons has written... Almost a book. <laughs> Look how long this oh fucking thing goes on about his obsession with the Eagles documentary. There's like no comments. This whole thing is <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's all that's text. That's the end. <laughs> he because it's that obsessive. Holy shit! It's that fucking great of a weird train wreck. And the funny thing about it is, if you're a fan of the Eagles, you're going to see a lot of stuff. But if you're not a fan of the Eagles, you're going to go like this. Aha! <laughs> I told you they were dicks. <laughs> it is the most honest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. And Glenn Fry comes off like the biggest frick, prick because he's like, he keeps telling you how he fired Different people in the Eagles threatened to blow, uh, break them, uh, break their fucking legs or whatever. What? And then at certain times he's like, uh, "Yeah, well, he was pissed because we don't give him as much money as the rest of us." <laughs> <laughs> and just no remorse, just doesn't so, give a shit. Fuck you, you're out of the Eagles. Wow. Well, he's talking about Don Felder too, right? And the fucking point was. He did that fucking lick to Hotel California, which Fry kind of downplays like that's nothing. <laughs> really? Now, if you don't have the song Hotel California, they're not like the Eagles Eagles. They're more like America without that fucking song. That's the massive hit. But nobody will be there. Well, it's not only just like the massive hit. It's the signature song for the band. But when the band kind of went from making pop, music into something else but he fucking downplays it like it's nothing and can't wait to tell you when they fired him that's just weird and kind of psychotic to downplay that off of that song yes but here's what the interesting thing is for me um it's at least honest where i don't know if anyone else is ever being honest with these things and they're acting like there's a certain amount of magic to just say no one by one we just kept gutting the fucking band <laughs> and the people still showed up and paid us even more money 
Like, there's certain parts of it he's just bragging about money. Oh, and it's no. so fucking great. What a fucking scumbag. But are you a scumbag if you're being open about it? I think you can still be a scumbag. I, I want to hear from anybody who's seen the Beatles, uh, the Eagles doc, who, by the way, at one point, they act like some when their manager says it was Eagle Mania and something yeah. like the American Beatles, I think, pops up. That's insane. I think even if you're honest, you could be honest about being a scumbag. I mean, it's still scumbaggy things to do to start dropping guys because they fucking wanted more money. Like the guy who fucking did the lick for Hotel California. But that happens with every band. But yeah. they lie and say, look, I guarantee you, Axel's making a lot more money now than if he had to split it all. But he doesn't give a fuck. Um, and his fans obviously don't give a fuck that the band isn't there. It might be like it might be. It's out of the ordinary to be honest about that, but it's still scumbag. It's still scumbag behavior. It's still dick behavior. Well, w tell me what the dick behavior is. To say, like, to say. First that of all, no band stays together. <laughs> no. It's impossible. Well, yeah. They, they, eventually, they're all going to hate each other. Right. So why why do they all hate each other? I guess they've been working together for so long, and that they some guys think they have deserve more credit than others. And also, some guys don't work as hard as the other guys. So yeah. let's suppose you're in a band with five guys, yeah. and like two of the guys are like, "Man, we gotta fucking next level this shit. We gotta fuck, you know." And the other guys are like, "Yeah, it's kind of cool being in a band." Like you can see that they're not even stressing. Yeah. Like they don't care about it. Sooner or later, you're gonna get that fucking guy. And say, you know what, you didn't you didn't work as hard as everybody else. But then you have to say, he decided he wanted to do a solo project that no one listened to. You know, everyone lies about that. We parted ways. It's also, there was a thing, see, I'm going through this weird thing of going back and looking at people that I didn't pay any attention to. And a lot of that had to do when Rush got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I just saw how happy they and their stupid fans were. And I was just like, and I'm watching it, I'm like starting to feel happy for them. Like, this is great. And then I went, but didn't I hate them for like 25 years? But, and I absolutely went like this. And why did I hate them? What, did, what was I hating them so much for? I can't remember. Trees. That was my first concert. Rush? Yeah. Yeah, it should be. Motherfucker, you look just like everybody who likes Rush. Nice. Um, <laughs> Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Um, I saw that Eagles documentary a couple weeks ago, and is the guy's last name Fry? Yeah, Glenn Fry. He came off as a total douchebag, and it just seemed like the entire time when I'm watching the documentary that the Eagles are just trying too hard to be cool. Like, no matter what they do, they're, they're just lame. Well, did, just, it seemed like they were trying so hard the entire time. Even did you ever watch Almost Famous? Yeah. Well, Cameron Crowe kind of base some of that on them where they say just make us look cool yeah and he, they just, literally the said to the are, they're not. just can't just make us look cool <laughs> in the article and no one who's cool would say yeah. make sure that i end up looking cool in this you just are and he just came across as like like you know one of your dad's friends that's like drunk at a party and telling you about the good old days Ugh. yeah but and, you know he was also like you can see it in the in real time they were kind of the same way back then. Like one of the things that just fucking, they would like they were bragging about the third encore, right? Yeah. 
And they were like, you know, we would have a party, and we'd always call it the third encore. And we used to have a bathtub filled with ice and Budweiser. And I'm like, I did that when I was in the hotel still, and I wasn't in the fucking Eagles. Everybody has filled up the fucking bathtub with ice and beer. But he goes, and we would give out, and we had one rule. No freaks. And I'm like, wait, you're in a fucking band. A giant band. Why do you hate freaks? The whole fucking reason to be in a band is because you are a freak. God. Um, here's uh, my good friend, Millie Hatchett. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey there, guys. I saw the, uh, the Eagles doc. And, you know, I always thought of them as a really lame, stupid band. And I realized during the documentary, I knew every word to every fucking song. I was so mad at myself. But, you know, there are certain bands like that that you act like, are you a fan of? No. But you know that if you just suddenly found yourself at a Fleetwood Mac concert, you could sing every fucking song. <laughs> there are bands like that. You know, that they're just more of a soundtrack than you ever even know. Now, it takes a lot of skill to write that many hit songs, too, as yeah, the Eagles pulled up. It was the soundtrack, soundtrack to my, my growing up, and, you know, I watched that documentary, and I can't tell you why. I can't tell you why. Um, it is a very, uh, it's a very strange thing. But I, it, it got me obsessed. But the funny part of it, when I forget who said, what do you get? Oh, it was a caller said, what do you listen to? And I was like, panic. <laughs> because I've been listening to nothing but Southern California stuff. Still trying to figure out why that shit was so gigantic. The other thing that got to me is, how could you write the... Um, the Beach Boys are the same way. That fucking Mike Love from the Beach Boys is a fucking dick to everybody else. Yeah. And you're like, so this... This whole S Southern California peace and love and happiness thing, does it, they sing about it, but they don't fucking act like it. It's just business to them, then, right? It's literally business, which makes it at some point seem like the most cynical thing it, in the world. It's soul sucking. That's yeah, terrible. When you, it, it's the reason why we hate uh, like bad preachers. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they should be just the opposite. It's like a priest who molests a kid is worse than anyone else who molests a kid. Because they act like... And it's why a bad cop is like the worst thing in the world. Because we trusted you. And you look at a songwriter who's singing about a peaceful, easy feeling when he's fucking really looking over the books. Why is he still in our band? You know how much more money we could get? Now, here's what kills you, too, on this stuff. Of even doing this now, why they're in their 60s. Because I think I could probably understand, oh, my money will go from 28000 to 35000 or even, you know, 400000 to 510000 Because that's life-changing. But when your yearly thing goes from $48 million to, f to $53 million, it really doesn't matter. That's, that's fucking nuts. They're, they're touring Canada in the United States right now. Um, David, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah, the Eagles were never cool till they till they got uh, Joe Walsh. And the smartest thing they ever did was the Hell Freezes over tour. They cleaned up Joe Walsh to, to be cool again. The, that tour would have never But here's the interesting thing. 
And Joe Walsh, by the way, comes off very fucking cool in this. Oh, good. But is He's he an cool? analog man. My, he has to have the but, analog. But here's man. my point. Is he cool? Because he hangs out with these two douchebags <laughs> who fucking stab all the other guys in the back and pay him less money. Oh, that's fucking. They good. they don't pay Joe as much as them. I have I had never I had no clue. This I, is why I'm trying to fucking tell you to watch documentaries because <laughs> I already went through this with Asian Steve Perry because that fucking band is like, um, we knew we you know the Steve Perry thing was over. We went on YouTube and just kept looking for a guy who could do it. And finally, we found this guy, and we flew him in. And it's just, like, so business-minded. And, like, the first show that the guy does, he sounds like Steve Perry. They take him down to South America where people aren't going to matter as much. And the place is going crazy. And uh, he comes off, and he's just amazed. And the guy who is the manager of band is like, hey, this fucking jumping around on stage shit doesn't go down. You're in Journey, okay? And, like, crushes this little fucking guy. And, he, and the guy's just thinking, I'm going to end up outside again, you know? Fucking begging for change. God, these bands are so fucking cynical that I oddly just feel like it's kind of cool. <laughs> it's just great to see how honest they are about what a business this is. Was the guy that you're saying was cool, was he as honest also? The one who came across as, across as really cool. Who's that? I don't Joe remember. Walsh. Joe Walsh. Well, here's my problem. Joe Walsh is great. Everybody loves Joe Walsh. But how cool could you be if like you're like, I love playing with Don Felder. And they just get rid of Don Felder and you don't leave with him. You know? Yeah, you're scumbag by you, association. If you, uh, see, you're saying scumbag. You're sitting in, in fucking judgment. Yeah. My point would be just this. You make a choice and then you fucking play it out. You're only treated the way you allow yourself to be treated. And that's why I'm acting like, well, maybe Fry and Henley. Like, one of the fucking great things is Don Felder wrote a song called Victim of Love. Became a gigantic fucking hit. He's singing on it. So, what Fry and Henley do is get their manager to take him out to lunch, and they fucking dub over his vocals. And while he's out at lunch, they're saying, look, your vocals are not up to band quality specifications. Wow. It's not. He wrote the song. It's his yeah. fucking song. And they took it from him, and they acted like, and this dick <laughs> knows he's not as good a singer as us. <laughs> oh, shit. But, you know, it's up to you whether you want to be Ringo or not. Um, here's Chris. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Henley acts like he cured fucking polio. Jesus, I mean, yeah, some of those guys are really fucking pompous, but that douche takes the cake as I, far I, as pomposity. I mean, the pontification. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, you're a fucking Texas Hilljack drummer, and leave it at that with a nice but, voice. But see, here's the thing. Some people we will allow to get away with that kind of talk, and some people we don't. You know, McCartney and Lennon talked about that their music that way. No one got mad at them. Some people, it's more about not what they say, but just what you think of, you know, what Perception. you're projecting. Where Hicks is ready just to call them fucking scumbags. <laughs> um, here is uh, Andy. You're on the Run of Fest show. 
Hey, Ronnie. Good, uh, good afternoon. Hey, I wanted to make a point, too. Um, Don Felder was only about four or five years removed from the creation of the band. Um, and it seemed like it was kind of a dick move just to get him a little bit more money just to make him happy. I, I don't get it. Felder? Or yeah. Fr- yeah. I'm not, yeah, sh- I'm not sure what your point is, though. Well, the point is that it, it, they really, he wasn't asking for a whole lot more. As a, as a writer and a creator and a, and a musician, he just wanted a little bit of an, more of an outlet and a, and a voice and a say on, on some of his music and what he contributed. All right, but see, and, see, here's the thing. Like, and that, that could be in the fairness style. But what these two guys are saying is the audience only cares about the two of us. They do not give a shit. Just like the Journey audience is doesn't care that Steve Perry, there's a Steve Perry impressionist. Here's the thing about this Steve Perry guy. You've got to watch this documentary. Right. He fucking talks like Steve Perry on stage, but not off stage. He does patter on stage. <laughs> yeah, he's Perry. like, you having a good time tonight? What you know fuck? what I mean? And it sounds like Steve Perry. And then off stage, he like... Uh, it could be America. It's very nice here. No way. Yeah, like he talks like a like a guy from Thailand off stage, but in a, in on stage he's like, "It's so great to be back in Miami!" <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yay!" They're just as fucking happy with it for karaoke. Yeah, <laughs> they are happy with karaoke. I mean, the fact that people are happy with karaoke at all is very strange. <laughs> But paying $100 for karaoke, yeah. They would rather do that. Um, let's go over here to um, Keith. Keith, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah. What's amazing about that Journey documentary, Ron, that you're talking about is, too, and I have so much more respect for Journey, that unlike all these other, all these other bands where you know they hire a, a new member, at the end of the documentary, it, talk, how, um, it talks about how they are now giving him a full cut. He's like a full-fledged member of Journey. Yeah, but see, here's also the thing. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into it. He deserves a full cut. They can't go out and draw without him. That's the fucking difference. When they tried other singers, you know, they're they're playing fucking puppet shows. But they got this they got this Asian kid at the same time as Glee started to redo their songs. Oh shit. And uh the Sopranos last yeah, thing. Yeah. For some reason that Don't Stop Believing has got this planet <laughs> by its fucking it play, balls. It plays in every bar that you walk into in anywhere. And people are constantly playing that song. And they act like they're ironically singing it, but they're fucking singing it. <laughs> they're just fucking singing it as hard as they can. Which goes... Please, stop doing this to me today. I'll fucking... I'll give out money if you guys <laughs> just stop this. No more. No more. But I need someone I can discuss this with, because... You don't watch these things. Obviously, Fez doesn't watch these things. I got these two up. kids weren't even born when any of this fucking <laughs> shit started. And then I got super obsessed with it. Um, I'm calling Time Warner. And when Chuck Klosterman came in, he and I started to talk about it went off, but he loves that documentary as well. And now he's kind of turned it around and act like now I do like the Eagles. 
when I used to hate him. Because his thing was to hate the Eagles and Springsteen and anybody who ever made a dollar. <laughs> which is very East Coast fucking critic. You know? Successful, screw you. Well, if you matter to the middle of the country, screw you, that's for sure. You're allowed to be successful on the coast. <laughs> it's very weird what the masses will take in. And I, the other thing that always makes me fucking laugh is if any of these bands don't do one of those hits. Like if Journey just said, you know what? Tonight's the night we're not going to fucking do this, the, the hit. Let's go a little deeper. Those people would be freaked the fuck out. They'll turn, right? Even though it's probably their 15th time seeing Journey, they still want to fucking hear Don't Stop Believing. <sighs> is that a fan then? If you just want to hear the same song over and over again? Like, there's no nothing else besides that that you want to hear? It's an interesting fucking point. See, that's, that's the point that I was making about Asian Steve Perry. Those people who show up to hear the karaoke, are they even what we would consider fans? They treat it like a sporting event almost, like they expect, okay, they're going to bring out t-shirt cannons, the mascot's going to be jumping These around. These things are, you know, the, those sporting events got based on kind of corporate rock events to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now they even play those same songs <laughs> we're talking about at the stadium. Crazy Train will pop up. Um... Well, 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 from WFAN in New York City, it's Al Dukes. Oh, hi, Ron and Fez. How you doing? <laughs> Very good. This Eagles documentary topic uh, has me fired up because uh, I'm obsessed with this thing as well. I watch it every time it's on. And this Glenn Fry, he comes across as pompous. But if you look at, at their biggest hits, he had nothing to do with them. You mentioned Victim of Love. You mentioned um, uh, Hotel California. Then Joe Walsh is the one who comes up with uh, Life in the Fast Lane, the, the lick for that. Already Gone was written by Jackson Brown. and Glenn Fry Already Gone was already... written by Jackson Brown. What's that? Already Gone was, and it was the other one when it was the, the first hit that they had. Oh, Take It Easy. Yeah, Take It Easy. Yeah, Take It Easy. So, but mean, he added the then... Girl My Lord, so he got fucking writing credit. Yeah, and then Joe Walsh does uh, In the City for the Warriors film, and then the Eagles go, yeah, we like that. Let's just put that on our next album called The Eagles. So you act like you're anti-Eagles now. But when that documentary was over, all I did was spin the Eagles song. <laughs> I know. I've been fucking obsessing on it. That's all I did, yeah. And I'm still doing it. I'm still listening to them. Um. I got to set some time aside yes. though to read this Grantland article. I printed it out. It's it's twenty six pages. I know, but well, you, I got it in a hard copy, so <laughs> it makes it a little easier. How you been doing, Al? Very good. How are things? Well, here's the thing. You say that CBS won't let you come over here and do the show, but they let you call. <laughs> uh, well, you know this Eagle thing. I've been uh, listening for quite a while, but this yeah. Eagle thing really got me today because. I know you've been wondering about Fez. He's sitting right here. Hey, Al, how you doing? <laughs> Very good. I miss the, uh, you know, the old Fez. That uh, I Me like too. Fez talks more, but I, yeah, I know that's kind of um, just a thing right now. So yeah, but uh, I like the other voices you've added. I can't think of their names right now, but I enjoy them. Molly Pepper Hicks. 
Oh, Pepper Hicks. I like him, and I like this new young guy uh, that you got. Shelby. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, he's great. Thank you. Uh, very funny. He made me laugh just before when you said uh, you might have a guest on, and you see all of his films, and he said, uh, Kevin, uh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? I think his name was Kevin James. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking prick to me. Nobody reacted to it. <laughs> oh. I don't pay attention to when anybody else is talking, but I just, I know, he's just a fucking prick to me. Well, we're not a laughing show. No, not a lot of laughs, but... I would like to see the other people just sell my laughs, like, ah! <laughs> oh, no. I hear the other show, they just sell the fuck out of the laughs. Yeah. All right, Al, I'm going to give BL your number. Um, she's not well, doing too good, and she doesn't have any place to live. Oh, so she'd like to come stay with you for a while. Well, she mainly calls me when she's when she's trying to get in touch with you guys. Hey, is there a chance that you and I? And you know who she always? The last time she called me, here's what she said: I got you, and I got Joe Walsh. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean you got Joe Walsh? She knew him for a week, fucking fifteen years ago. Uh. You know, me, you and him could do something, Benny. She's always trying to put a new radio show together. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my show with her on it. That's her <laughs> idea every time she comes up with something. Now, do you still have tapes of when Fez used to host with BL and Lynn Austin, uh, Hooters on the radio? On oh, the Hooters on the radio show. Do you have any of those tapes, Fez? I don't think I have any of that. I used to uh, eat my lunch to that before I went and worked on sports radio down in Tampa. Oh, I didn't understand that. I made a mistake with that. Sorry. <laughs> One day, yeah. fucking Julie Williams called, and we did not know it was Julie Williams when she called. And I she found called. out later it was her. I was so fucking pissed. Hmm. I just thought yeah, it was, was Julie from Austin. Back then, you guys just uh, pretty much took over that whole radio station. Yeah, we did. That you guys fucking were on in the morning. Then Fez was on. Then the uh, psychic guy was on at night, and Bob Lasseter was in between. Somewhere. Yeah, Bob Lasseter was the only show that I didn't invent on that whole yeah. fucking thing. Um, the uh, the Hooters show was really fucking funny and could have, but I think Lynn is still doing radio. Yes, she's still working on uh, sports station down there. That's great. All right, Al. I know you're not allowed to come over here. You lie, but <laughs> we should get together for lunch one day. I can't walk in, but I can call it. You're such a fucking liar. <laughs> fucking People yeah. from fucking CBS are in here all the time. Like who? Uh, um, people who host shows over there. Come over. Who was the fucking black kid who was working at Nick. CB? Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon. would come oh, in Nick here Cannon. all the time. Yeah. yeah. And he's I go, wait a minute. What about the Al Dukes role? And he goes, he's making that up because he's afraid <laughs> of you guys. He goes, he's afraid of you guys for bringing him to New York and fucking really getting him out of fucking Tampa and making sure that he became a major success. <laughs> Well, that was nice of you guys, but you said the only reason why you hired me was I had a, I had a Tampa Bay Buccaneer Trapper Keeper with me that I had my <laughs> he resume. Did. He brought a fucking Trapper Keeper. <laughs> yeah. And you guys liked that. It was the new logo with the pirate flag. Yeah, it was a very, it was a big bit of excitement. Yeah. Uh, Al, I saw that you made Anthony, uh, I Opie laughed the other day, too, when you brought up about breaking the pinball, him breaking your pinball machine. 
Yeah, I mean, if we're going to look into Opie's past with this cake smashing thing, why not open up that investigation? I love that. You know what? I'd like to just get a case together. Well, mean stuff about Opie, all the stuff that he's done over the years. I'd love to build a case. I'll help you guys out with that. That cake thing was, the, I think, the dumbest thing I've ever seen the Internet do. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Opie was probably bored at home. He's like, let me put that cake video up. That was hilarious. It's old. Who cares? <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, everybody just kind of blows it out of proportion. All right, my friend. All right, take it easy. Peace. All right, see ya. Uh, here's Steve in Baltimore. You're on Run Fez. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, listen, I uh, got in the car and turned on the radio and listened to the show, and I heard this, the Eagles uh, comment that you made, especially about the documentary. And uh, I was uh, out at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in California earlier this year, and after the show, uh, Hart had a private party, and uh, I attended that, and Fry was there. And uh, just observed him. I didn't meet him, but uh, he was having a conversation with somebody, and somebody came up, you know, accidentally bumped into him and just spilled his drink a little bit. The guy was a dick. I mean, he was a complete asshole. And it was a minor altercation, nothing physical, just verbal, and it just, you know, it was probably a few seconds. But I just observed that, and I'm a big Eagles fan. And uh, the documentary wasn't on at that time, of course. And then after the documentary, after I saw it and just witnessed what you just explained on the show, uh, you know, I have a different taste of the eagles in general now and that's just see that's that's a weird thing because i hear that from people that they'll like somebody until they don't get an autograph or whatever and right. then they don't like them i don't know what that has i don't know if you can compare the artist to the art we almost had fry on here not too long ago he had done a standards album and uh they were like well what do you you know they want to have him come in, but what stations are going to play him singing songs from the 1940s? And I said, I'll fucking play him. I'll have him in here in a heartbeat. I would love to have Glenn Fry on the show. A, I think he's got a great voice. And B, there's just the work that he did on Miami Vice alone. Or he is on. Hell yeah. I think people like judge the art by the artist. What was? It, what did you just say? Was well, that's basically it. I mean, yeah. you're a fan of the art of the artist. I think that people because what you were saying that like he's singing about a peaceful, easy feeling, and he's really just like a huge jerk. I feel like people are thrown off by that because they believe him so much when he's singing, and then. But maybe sometimes he has a peaceful, easy feeling, <laughs> and other times he wants to get shit done. Well, I do not think that you can be. As popular as these people do without being really ambitious. I don't think like a regular, I don't give a fuck guy stays popular very long. I, I, it can happen sometimes, but you're not going to get now almost 40 years out of it. My hundreds of millions of dollars easily they've been making. Easily. Easily. Fuck. I'm sure they're both worth... At least two hundred and fifty million, which makes it seem funny that they, you know they're cutting some of the other guys out, or you don't get the same percentages of, as us. But again, it's up to that guy's going to be able to fight for it himself. I'm glad that Al Dukes is into this. See, this is why I need Al Dukes as my producer again. And I'll tell you that morning show that he's doing, I can't see them working without him. He's the one that does all the great parody songs for them. He's the glue. Yeah, I just have um, to get cable. That's my problem. Uh, now, the, uh, those guys on the fan morning show, Boomer Carton. 
Yeah, Boomer Cartner, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Don't interrupt me when I'm Sorry. in the fucking, you know what I mean? Like when I'm just grooving like this. All right. They put their show on TV, which is a big mistake, because those two fucking guys don't even look at each other when they're talking. <laughs> they're, they're sitting next to each other. One's talking, going riffing. The other's just throwing stuff out. But they don't even glance over at each other. It's weird. No, it's radio. <laughs> radio is like being on a car trip with your friends. It fucking gets old and stale. <laughs> And you just uh, you just keep going. When are we going to get there? Oh, that's right. We're not <laughs> ever going to get there. It's so sad. And you're trying to think of like little games and songs to make the trip go faster. <laughs> like, oh, here's one for you. Uh, best black and white movies, but they came after color, so they chose to be in black and white. Um. Here is Al. Al, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Um, yeah. You're talking about the artists and the and the art. I just got done watching Ain't In It For My Health. Actually, I went to the, one of the premieres when I had the DVD, and it's 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 sad. And I'm a huge band fan. I know you are. I kind of pissed off at Robbie Robertson. He's taking everything. Levon left and died with shit. Well, first of all, Levon didn't die with shit. Well, and I mean, he's got the farm still, but, I mean, he owes a, a ton of money on the, uh, on the Ramble up there. Why can't Robbie help out? He gets no royalties from the band music at all. Robbie gets it all. It's a very strange thing about music that happened very, you know, kind of early on. It's it's almost like you wrote this song more than anything else if you wrote the lyrics. So if you kind of write the lyrics and melody, they say that you are the songwriter. Now, if the drummer changes the tempo... If someone adds some really cool piano or even a lick, you may not be the writer of that song. You don't get that credit. Today, it's weird where it's where like there's like ten or twelve people now thrown on a track that's as a writer. Like say, you have like a pop song, and those are producers. Yeah, those aren't the other people in the band. Yeah, those guys. Those will just... be producers because they know where the money is. None of these kids knew where the money is when they first fucking signed on to that but isn't it a weird thing I'm trying to think of a uh, a fucking huge song um, alright let's suppose like here, here's the way I think of it is normally normally if you write a song no matter what that song is it sounds like James Taylor no matter what song it is it's just a guy and a guitar and he comes over to his friends and he's like I've got an idea for a song <laughs> Right? So, let's say it's Sweet Child of Mine. If he was in Steely Dan, that song would sound like a Steely Dan song. If he was in the Doobie Brothers, it would have sound like a Doobie Brothers song. And because he's in Guns N' Roses, you got Axel fucking doing that weird thing at the beginning, <laughs> which in a lot of ways makes the song. Mm. I mean, can you imagine this song without... Without that, no. you would not get the songwriting fucking credit. And there was a thing in the, um, uh, what was the name? Oh, Standing in the Shadows of Motown. And it was uh, My Girl, right? Now we bring it down. <laughs> 
you know, going back into my brain. We're moving fast. Everybody's like, oh, I know. We move with speed in, in radio. We're not slow people. So the guy who came up with the bum, 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 he's not credited as a writer. Oh. That's one of the most famous fucking licks. And like you could take this thing to China. And just now you go to the beginning of it, right? We go to the beginning so I can set up the fucking premise and just play the beginning of this song and people will be like, Michael. You know what I mean? You could take this to Russia. Everyone knows this song, but he's not considered a writer. Now, how is that not the song? Now the song started with the I Got Sunshine. For some reason, it's like we respect the lyric more than anything else and, and the melody. Yeah, and I feel like you would recognize that first part over reading the lyrics, like, like on paper. Like, that's... I, I, think that you're, I think you're 100%. Because, like, the second that you hear the beginning of that song, when it starts here, we're going to start it again. That's when you're like, oh, I'm in a good mood now. I'm in a great fucking mood. That's when you lean over and turn the fucking volume up. But if you read, I've got sunshine on a cloudy day, you're like, what is that? It's interesting. But that's something that happened very early on. Um, here is uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the Manifest Show. Yeah, uh, and I love her. I mean, 100% McCartney song. He said in Harrison's documentary that Harrison came up with that lick and that made the song. There's no question. All right, let's take a listen to that. That's right. That's the fucking, that's the part that breaks your heart. I give her all my that's all I do. So it's real. It's it's really interesting about what we consider writing and what we don't consider writing. I think this also connects to like uh, like the copyright discussion a little bit. Like when people take parts of a song and use it in another song, what like how much of the song has to be used in order for it to be considered the song, and like what part of the song needs to be used in order for it to be considered the song? You know? Yeah, that that stuff is absolutely nuts. Just absolutely nuts. By the way, my uh, nephew who's in Tidal Wave. Uh, just picked up sax. He's going to start playing sax now, yeah. too. Which, I said, I always thought that Tidal Wave needed a sax. There was just <laughs> something lacking there. But then I get a text from his mom, and it just says, uh, Ben wants to know, was Brian Eno in Roxy Music? And I just, I'm just, I look at this, and I'm like, that's the cutest thing. How could you be a little kid and start asking me about Brian Eno? It sounds like he's going ska. I don't, know. I don't know where it says that. <laughs> but the Brian the Brian Eno thing that is, is the swerve. I still don't know now why where the Brian Eno. I'm like, yeah, he was in it for a while, but he's really known more for his production. And then like literally his mother likes, well, tomorrow's first day of school, so I don't know whether he's just asking a bunch of questions to stay up. Anything but the, like right here, sex. Yeah, it, 
Steve, you're on the Run the Fed show. Steve. Hello? Yeah. How you doing? Don't fucking worry how am I doing. You called the show. What do you want, dude? Oh, man. Well, you guys are missing the whole point about the legacy of the Eagles. Um, they are responsible for the current state of country music. They brought the whole country rock thing in, and even the country it, stars did a tribute album for them. And you asked people like Keith Urban. Well, first of all, I would be embarrassed if I was uh, responsible for the Nashville country music. <laughs> but also, that's just not fucking true. There's a band called the Flying Burrito Brothers who were doing this before the Eagles. So well, the, the, the whole thing of that they invented country rock, even they don't believe that. I mean, they they were doing Crosby, Stills, Nash, uh, you know, kind of combined with the Burrito Brothers on, on purpose. But here's it with the other interesting thing about the Eagles, and people hate them for it. They said to themselves, "Look, if we do this, we want to be a giant band. We want FM hits. We want top forty hits. We want the albums to sell, and we want major tours." And everyone went, "Oh." <laughs> Ew, that's disgusting. But you know the Beatles wanted to be big. You know you too wanted to be big. They're just not fucking saying it the same way. If like if you hear the truth, sometimes it's like if a woman, like a, a, you meet a guy, and he's looking in your eyes, and he's first night he goes. I'm going to keep trying to say nice things of you until I get to put my penis in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you know that may be the truth with what the other guy's saying, would you want the truth <laughs> or would you want the romance? I am saying everything I want at this job interview, <laughs> but I want as much money as I can get. It's like if you went into a, uh, a place that sold cars and if the salesman said to you, if you buy this car, then I get a nice commission out of it, and I'm going to put those commissions together and go on a really nice vacation. So buy this car. It's like the invention of lying, that movie. We ought to do a whole show on the invention of lying. That fucking movie is so fucking great. And uh, people just, I think, panicked at the thought of it. Yeah. But there are ideas in that movie that are beyond uh, fucking uh, amazing. Even if it wasn't funny. Just if it was out there as a drama, it would still be amazing. Um, here is... Here's John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, the... The con I was just confused by you saying you didn't like that Fry and um, Penley, you know, were being honest. Uh, no. uh, you, 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 I know. I don't know how I do a fucking show and no one understands me. Here's exactly what, what, what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I, I'm going to fucking just hang up because you drive me nuts. I'm saying I'm obsessed with watching this thing over and over. I, I think it's amazing. That they were upfront enough to say to everybody, we're the two important ones, so we get more money. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's as repulsive as it is. It's still kind of great, and the whole thing is Joe Walsh does not say, "Hey, 
I don't like what they did, but I make more money going out with them than I do by myself. Because <laughs> yeah. he has a ton of hits. But he doesn't get to play, I guess, giant stadiums unless he's with those two guys. And it must be nice to play giant stadiums. Or at least get the paycheck that comes with it. If that's what you want to do, that's what everybody does. You know, you have that choice to make of what you want out of your life. You know, I mean, people go like, oh, these people in the corporate world just want you to kiss ass. Somewhere you're going to kiss ass, no matter who it is, with your customers, with your boss. I mean, I know Al Dukes was lying when he says he can't come over here. It's, it's fucking lying. He wouldn't come over for the fucking 9-11 reunion show. <laughs> Classy. You want to know the truth about Al? What? He never came in to fucking work on 9-11. He worried about Al. Billy Staples hit himself in a train to ride in the New York City. Hit himself in the bathroom so he could be on the air with us on 9-11. Some shit, man. Is it? Yeah. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> Sometimes I think you're just trying to be agreeable. What? Uh, Rob, you're on the run of Fish show. Hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, that guy that mentioned uh, that the Eagles are responsible for everything in country right now, I got two words for you. Graham Parsons. Well, I brought up the so. Burrito Brothers, Tom, but fucking obviously people don't want to fucking hear that because yeah. it wasn't on their radio. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I I wanted to mention that Eagles doc because I've been in a band for years, and, and this thing happens all the time where you get a couple of guys that are responsible for writing most of the songs. And, of course, they want to take credit. They want to make all the money, and, and that's not unusual. So when I watched that documentary, I I understood it from that point of view because uh, if you wrote all the songs or you wrote most of the songs and you're responsible for getting the band together and keeping it alive... Why shouldn't you make more money than everybody else? Well, not only that, but there's no doubt in the world, and you can only get this watching this documentary, that there would be no Eagles without Glenn Fry, because he was the most ambitious one. And exactly. he wanted to be a rock star. He wanted to kind of beat the other bands. He wanted to be the band of the decade. And the other guys were like, yeah, I guess that would be nice, you know? But some, the guy who wants it more, there's a driving force. And I think you can look into any fucking show, uh, whether it's a TV show, a movie, whatever, and see the guy who wants it the most. In this show, obviously, it's Fez. Fez is the guy who goes, let's get those fuckers. Let's fucking take them down. Let's make it happen. Right, Fez? Yep. Yep, he lied. Who do you think the driving force is in your show? That we'll be here tomorrow. Oh, it's me. Over Joe? Yeah, I think so. Put an, uh, an NT on the back of that, because shouldn't. <laughs> no, 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 we have to. We have, to, we, have, we have to break. Fez has his finger up, except for when I talk to him. Um, who's the driving force on your show? I'd like to say we have two different aspects. Like one's driving it one way and the other's driving it the other. That's great. That's that's how it works the best. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I want to know what your take is on who's who's 
bigger between Fry and Henley. I think Henley was more important, but Fry was the alpha male. Uh, they're both kind of alpha males, and they've kind of learned in this documentary to kind of live together and make more money that way. But I, I never know a band that didn't want to kill themselves, <laughs> no matter who it is. They, they wanted to kill each other all the time. Some bands would actually start hitting each other on stage. Uh, the Who has done that. Uh, Oasis has oh, done that. God, yeah. The Kinks used to fist fight on stage. The Stones all but killed Brian fucking Jones. <laughs> but maybe that's what's supposed to happen. I don't know. They say sometimes that that fucking hate makes even better music. Well, it's passion for you know for whichever band member thinking that they're right. Um, here's uh, Will. You're on the Run of Fest show. Go ahead, Will. Oh, hey, buddy. Sorry about that. Um, just talking about people getting credit for you know what they do in a band. Look at a uh, Robert Hunter, who wrote pretty much all the lyrics for all the Grateful Dead songs and nobody knows his name and uh don't you think he's probably had a better life than anyone like Robert Hunter and Bernie Taupin to me just have probably had you know where you could write the lyrics not have to go out on road yeah you sit back right you're still getting paid the albums are selling you're getting paid and then you can walk down the street without people running up to you and saying stupid shit <laughs> yeah that's the shit that's awesome but and also, in Jerry Garcia, I think a lot of people don't know, wrote all the music for almost all the instruments, also. Well, he was like the arranger for the band. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, yeah, where would you put the price on that? Somebody who arranges. What is that worth to the song? Everything? It's how it sounds. Um, you know, John Densmore was in here the other day. The doors split it. Right, you know, 25% each. So that band was together for, what, five years or something? And he's still getting paid, you know, as a drummer. Where Levon was out on the road for fucking 25 years. As that guy bringing up somehow, they're still mad at Robbie about it. By the way, I can't be mad at Robbie about it. That's between those guys. I don't want to pick sides. I don't know, you know, I, I, it's one thing to be able to judge this thing, but how do you judge a relationship between two people? It's like when people are going like, um, you know, she's too good for him. Well, she's fucking staying. You know, what the, I am not going to sit around and try to tell her she shouldn't stay. You're saying that he should change. That's his fucking choice. It's up to her whether she stays or not. She loves it. She's still there. Like, didn't you think your mom should have left your dad? Yeah. Long before she fucking eventually did. But she stayed with him for whatever reason. I don't know. You know the reason. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to think about that. Yeah, that <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the reason was him. And I was like, no oh. fucking way. And then it was. No way. If she cared about her son, no. she would have got him away from that junkie. Yeah. He, he was a bad man. At times. It's all right. Now, Ma, your uh, your dad calls your mom lion eyes. How come? After the Eagles song? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, I want you and Al Dukes to read this in, entire thing to that Bill Simmons wrote. Okay. So that you can come in and because I'm not going to read it, so then you can put all the ideas as your own. <laughs> <laughs> These I have twenty points. Yeah. And when he's doing that, Fez, could you just have your finger up in the air? Sure. 
What's the finger up for? I wanted to remind people about Unmasked coming up on Wednesday, August 28th with Tom Shadiak, who's directed Jim Carrey in films like uh, Pet Detective, Liar Liar. He's also worked with Eddie Murphy. He's got his brand new book out, Life's Operating Manual. That Unmasked is going to be Wednesday, August 28th. Go to the iBang to be in the studio audience. And you need to be here by 4 p.m. at the SiriusXM Satellite Studios. Uh, Mark, you're on the Run of Fest show. Ronnie, I'm in the same boat with you on that movie. I caught it once, and uh, late at night had a little bit of a buzz on. Thought I'd watch it again. I'm on like my third or fourth time now. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Do you agree with what uh, Henley and Fry said that you know if they didn't keep those solo careers going throughout the '80s, that they wouldn't have been able to come back as a band when they reunited? Because I think that they still could have came back. It might not have been as big, but I don't know the extent to which they're talking about is true. Um, none of, uh, yeah, I think that the reason why they, uh, stayed, th- that they, that they had that thing is because classic rock has just played the shit out of them. The same with Rush. Classic rock has played the shit out of Rush. Classic rock has played the shit out of Metallica, Led Zeppelin. These fucking kids here, they weren't even born when Led Zeppelin broke up. They haven't been able to escape Led Zeppelin in their life. <laughs> Led Zeppelin is, is heard today as much as they were in 74. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I, I, don't, just, I, don't, I don't think they should be listening to it. They can't help listening to it. What do you want you, me to listen to? You go into New a bands. store, it's fucking playing. This is what Millie was trying to say earlier. She didn't think she liked the fucking Eagles. She doesn't like the Eagles. She can sing every fucking song. Just in the same way that you can start and sing along with every commercial that's playing. Well, after a while, these Eagle songs are commercials that have been playing for 40 fucking years. They're locking in your head. You don't even know whether or not you like the song. It's just there. Like the weather. Um, here's uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. I think people confuse music and song two separate things that they think the music is the instrument the song or the words and whoever wrote the words should get credit so unless you're like Dave Grohl where you do everything it should just be a total collaboration uh, I've talked to my brother about this uh, before and I asked he works for you and I asked him when did uh, the songwriter become the guy and he said it's, it's been the entire time since music has been on radio DJs would talk off records that hit the post not just so that you can't record the songs you'll have them talking over it but if someone says, like, clap the instruments, here, they're just, you know, let's just get the word. And since then, you know, the 50s, that people were just, you know, ah, whatever, who cares about the instruments? Let's just hear the songs, let's hear the words. Just kind of, you know, take that as well. But whoever put pen to paper for the word is the writer and the creator of the song, which is just absolutely insane. Without. I, 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 here's what I think we don't know. Uh, how we don't know how that works properly uh, is because we don't understand music enough that you're going to probably ask the judge to understand music to, uh, if there's any kind of problem in between. Like, we can understand word, we get melody, and after that we're totally fucking confused. We just don't know enough about it. We, I mean non-musicians. Yeah. Maybe we should just have musicians become judges. Yeah, music court. But, all right, figure this. If you could do it off the arrangement, does that mean if somebody 
took your song, redid it, gave it a whole different sound, are they now your co-writer? Would you say that was true? I'd say if someone covered it, yeah. no, they're not your co-writer. They are just they're just covering the song and reinterpreting it. Okay, so then why do rappers ever get any fucking songwriting credit? For lyrics, and then there's producers who get production credit. And then Again, you just went back to the fucking lyrics. So you are saying words are more important than the music itself. That if I added a uh, if I added a piano or a saxophone, no, that's uh, I haven't done anything. But if I start to talk over it, oh my God, yes, you're the fucking co-writer now. <laughs> well, I think it, it might be, be a little different in hip hop because a lot of guys constantly they'll sample things from old songs, and then the, the other guys will take a beat that they, that's already famous in one song, and then rap over it and then that'll be considered almost like an original song even though they're rapping over another thing uh, they're rapping over another beat you're making my point entirely where you say the the lyrics the words are important and the music isn't the beat is just the beat to you the fact that you invented it yourself you don't give that as you know like if you're writing a poem you're not inventing words you're taking words that that already exist and the way that you arrange them becomes unique okay yeah, yeah. that's uniquely yours and that's important mm -hmm. but the fact that there's a drum beat no that's not important you shouldn't have you think it's the guy who's doing a poem over it is somehow the genius Jay-Z is the fucking the, the fucking genius, not the people who wrote the song, which, by the way, he couldn't do on his own, you know? Yeah, he's not a producer. And he couldn't make it as a... Forget being a producer. He doesn't write fucking music. If we yeah. get back to the fucking point that we're talking about, it's about what is writing music, and you're still putting the emphasis... On the words, which I'm saying, we already do that. That's the way this society views it. Here's cigars and scotch. Hey, the worst case of like a band like just throwing out artistic integrity in, you know, in order to make money was Kiss. And uh, growing up, I was like a huge Kiss fan. And a few years back, they ended up doing uh, PNC. And even knowing that you know they were dumping Peter, Chris, and Ace Freely, throwing guys in makeup and going out there, I went to see them and. Uh, they had poison opening for them too. It really became like a disastrous night for me. My my friend's girlfriend was a huge poison fan. We're in the we're in the parking lot for the tailgate, and a guy dressed like Brett Michaels with the eyeliner, the whole bit, comes up with a football like, "Hey, you guys want to play?" And you know we're tailgating, we're joking. It's just like, get the fuck out of here. So the guy kind of shrugs, laughs, walks away. We go inside. I'm already kind of feeling like, ah, man, I really shouldn't be putting my money to this. But Poison takes the stage. Brent Michaels comes out and says, like, hey, I'd like to you know, thank the guys I was playing touch football with in the parking lot. So the, the, the glares I got from the girlfriend and then just sitting there and, you know, just, you know the fact that I sold out kind of, you know, like the other guys went to see the concert. I, it was like one of the worst nights of my life. <laughs> Why wouldn't that have been the best night? So you were able to tell a rock star, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hang out with you. If I knew it was him, I would have played. <laughs> and Oh, man. She, I was so happy when he broke up with her because she hated me ever since. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. That sucks. I have respect for Brett Michaels out of it, though. <laughs> He's a cool guy. <laughs> no one will ever deny that. <laughs> All right, Hicks, I got a fucking break here. Yeah, I do. 
have uh, to break. You got to, you know, you were having me break on the hour, every hour, as you promised Rob. <laughs> well, your ass got out of that, didn't it? I mean, we're towards the end of summer. We just got this. We got it. We got it. We're cooking, baby. We're cooking right now. I know that you've given up when you use the term baby. That's <laughs> when you go into your character. What? Yes, because you don't normally say baby. You do baby to cover for something. And you suddenly act like, if I act like an old black jazz man, everybody will like me. No. Oh, no. Let's break here. Uh, when we get back, lots more to do. Up on the iBang. Uh, no small park, big guest stars on the small screen. Uh, Bradley Manley, Manning said he's sorry he hurt the U.S. Christian Bale offered $50 million for the new Justice League uh, thing. And oh no, Tom Brady hurt. We'll be right back. Run a fast show. The Run and Fest Show on the Open Anthony Show. Serious XM. <laughs> You've been warned. them uh, the artist of the day is really a TV show uh, True Blood it's a fine TV show too I don't watch it do you? I've seen a few episodes but some people are just totally obsessed with it well you're not one of those people though I'm not totally obsessed with it I think it's good but 
people are losing it. Anything I tried to watch it for a while. I just, I, I just get lost in the fantasy after a while. I can't fucking. Oh, he's a vampire. Yeah. She's a, you know, just oh, no, they're not the werewolf. Mm -hmm. You know, magical creatures. Uh, well, I'm always trying to watch the magical creatures show, and always I'll give up on them. I won't stick with it. What do you got planned for this weekend? I think I'm going to start watching a bunch of rock docs is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to sign up for Time Warner. You'll be uh, too far behind me. And Time Warner, you won't get it with because it's a Showtime. Rock oh, docs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got to go on Netflix. I'd like to see you join into the Netflix revolution. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll just get someone's uh, passport. Your thing is, you want to plan for the show that we had today, tomorrow. I know. Just bad. like you want to talk about clear history next week. Yeah. That's not going to help anyone. Mm. But I do have the weekend to watch it. Which is nice. I doubt that you will. I doubt that you watch most things you say you're going to. Um... Shelby, you're almost at the end of your internship, huh? What it's looking like here. What, what's the day? I think officially August 30th. Wow. How about you, Mo? Uh, I go back to school on the 26th, so my last day is the 22nd. What's today's date? The 15th. 15th. It's a week from oh my today. God. Oh, shit. Gone, over, done. Peace out. This is like having the baby bird just grow up and fly away. To Boston. Like, yes, it's good that the baby bird's flying, but now you don't have a baby bird anymore. Nope. No, it's an empty nest. Well, you guys are driving me up, so we'll have like the whole car ride to reminisce. You know what? I want to stop at this place to get hot dogs. Dan's on the way up there. Danny's. Okay. It's in Bridgeport. You're not even going back to school, huh? Where are you going to go? Back with your mom? <laughs> no, I don't even live with my mom. Well, I don't know what you do, Shelby. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you really kind of mysterious. You know what I mean? <laughs> mysterious or creepy or both. Who knows where I'll go. Just start hitchhiking down the road. It's sad. How about your stand-up career? How's that doing? I've been putting it off a little bit. Just, you know, focus on You've been putting stuff. it off or how's the audience? Little, my, most of the audience. <laughs> the audience has decided we're not doing stand-up anymore. I'm putting it off. Because when do you go back to school? <laughs> I'm done. I've graduated and uh, moved on from there. What are you doing now? What do you do for a living? Uh, the Ron and Fez show. Hmm. God, I don't keep talking. Sometimes I want to. I always think to myself, if I just stop, will anyone else pick it up? I thought Fez was going to pick it up. No. He's got me though. I, I think there'll be a, a Sunday in August. He just kills me. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get those uh, headphone wires fucking wrapped. Now, why would you stop when you when I see him doing? Because I didn't realize I was doing it. He's like wrapping it, wrapping it, and I go, "No, no, I'm not. It's not a bad thing." It's August. Don't do it. It's August. It's that, it's that time of year. I'm taking you with me, Chief. I'm taking you with me. Ching, ching. Mm -mm. I'm trying to think of what I was watching on fucking TV last night. They've been running a lot of network. Oh, nice. And they've been running One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, I know what I was watching. Spinal Tap. Shit. Brilliance. 
the brilliance that is the tap. And so say all of us. I've been getting back on my Gossip Girl grind. Anyone? You know what? This is going to surprise you. I'm not big into Gossip Girl. Really? Although they shoot in my neighborhood quite a bit. Yeah? Yeah. What's happening on Gossip Girl these days? Well, I just started over the first season. Um, there's just a lot of drama, Blair and Serena, frenemies. Here's what I don't like on Gossip Girl. Why does she have to talk about everybody else? She's a gossipy bitch. Yeah. That's what she is. That's she what, gossips too much. That's what it boils down to. Now, even though you think you wouldn't like Gossip Girl, do you think you could get into it if you were forced to? Yeah, I, I look. I look. I, I've seen every episode of Degrassi: The Next Generation. And that's about Canadians in high school. It's not even sexy. What, what is the big thing about that? Oh, it's just, it's just they tackle a lot of teen issues like it's abortion. Every episode is one of those special episodes. Yeah, that good. It shows that's great. No sense in doing a dull episode. <laughs> People are getting addicted to coke, and they're joining bands. The school would be shut down like <laughs> years ago. There was like a, a multiple school shootings. Hey, like, five like, are pregnant. What, what's funny about that show is Drake, the rapper, used to be used to play a character on the show who was in a wheelchair. He was like um, Jimmy, the Jimmy. basketball star. Yeah, Pepper knows. Yeah, I know. I told you. I started got an episode, and no one ever brings it up. But he acts like a hard rapper. It's it's so weird. Uh, we've got a, a piece up on the iBank today. Uh, no s- small parts. This was written by a listener, Stuart Smith, and it's basically movie stars on TV, kind of before they were famous. Um, Hicks, who's the first one up there? Uh, the first one is Christopher Walken. Let's see him. This looks good already. On Hawaii Five O. I always called that Hawaii 50. About there. It's 5 in the car. I wouldn't know. You discover the body, you uh, call for the ambulance? Yeah, I guess it was about there. Fred was laying there dying or already dead. <laughs> I didn't stop to draw any diagrams. He's playing a That's new character right now uh, called Big Mama Know-It-All. <laughs> uh, heard the shot. Love him. Um, here's uh, Dan. You're on the Run of Fez show. Oops, let me try again. Go ahead, Dan. It's not a petition, man. We gotta keep Shelby on this show. Uh, I would love to keep Shelby. He's uh he fits in perfectly. He's got deadpan delivery and he he knows more than his, he should at his age about like pop culture and past pop culture and he's way better than freaking Hicks. You yeah. you you That's suck. True. <laughs> Go to hell, you scumbag. Say things, you know. <laughs> fucking Binghamton motherfucker. It made zero like fucking Shelby. sense. Come on, babies. Come on, <laughs> come on. You know I'm bad. The shell of a dog. Come on, the right, huh? Fucking waste of time when you do that. You know I'm babies rocking and rolling and whatnot. Talking that jive, right? But huh? We really should keep Shelby. Working, working on it. Does it seem like Pips never likes to talk to me? What, why, Pips? What's wrong? What's wrong, buddy? I like Pips, but he never has any time for me. Is it your insides, Pips? Are they keeping you? He's still not answering you. I'm He's dying. your fez. I just know that. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering how much is Fez thinking? This means my name's going to come up in a second. <laughs> Now, you know that, right? You know he's thinking it, but he never would express it. He would never say, oh, fuck, here we go. I know where this is going. <laughs> I know with, like, 
what who works hard enough to stay these conversations where they end up at um all right wait at me out fez i give you that i'll give you that you shop a lot darling shop yeah yeah i do especially since i moved to the city i was not big on shopping at all but you're lonely I don't. Hey there, lonely girl. <laughs> yeah. Shopping girl. The more you shop, the lonely you are. Who said that? Researchers. Researchers seem <laughs> to say everything. They they got a lot of time on their hands, and they look at these things for us. So I'm they, research a new thing called researchers talk a lot of shit. <laughs> so they found that the more you shop, the lonely you are. The lonely you are, the more you shop. It's as, and they say it's an endless cycle. I've had a niece in town, and uh, she and I were uh, spent the day together. And I, I'm not even making this up. I went in more shops that day than in my entire life put together. <laughs> just and all she was doing was like with her little fingers, just going through each row, no matter what the clothes were. Uh, just I don't like. So there was like multiple stores with different clothes. About thirty. About thirty. It we doesn't went from seem alphabet. Like, to, I'm sorry, Fez. What? It doesn't seem like a lonely thing to me because I think most don't most people go shopping with somebody. Well, let's get to that after I finish up this one thing. That was <laughs> sorry about exactly, that. But I mean, I was actually telling. It was the one time that I was actually telling a specific story about this one thing. So we went from Alphabet City. Yeah. To the Lower East Side, um, from the Lower East Side across Chinatown into <laughs> Nolita, eight in Little Italy, and then went to Soho and shopped in every. And I watched the shops. I could tell you what they do differently in every part of town. I like every every part of town has different kinds of shops, like a different attitude. Like Lower East Side, well, first of all, Alphabet City, uh, you will be able to say, if you like something, you sell it. So the person would have, like, Jewish religious artifacts, leather handbags, pens, (laughs) and clocks. And I'm like, there's no thought here other than you got a deal on each one something. Yeah, when Lower East Side... It was almost like the designers were working there. There was like this punk place where the person who was actually running the machine, the cash register, was also making clothes. That's awesome. And they bring their dogs to work. That makes it a lot more fun to have an animal. Not if they're smelling your your balls. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, get your fucking dog down. (laughs) Nolita was very fucking high-end. Really? And then Soho, forget about it. That was just... It was almost the same shops that you would find in a high-end mall. Like, why even bother? So it was crazy. It's nice to go, like, once, but you have to go at, like, the crack of dawn. Otherwise, there are just so many people, and it's, like, it's just crazy. But they're only there to shop. It's not like with the village where you're there to do a bunch of things. In Soho, it's just about shopping. Yeah. But not even I. I like see a difference between shopping and buying. I know that sounds weird. Well, we didn't buy. We just shopped. Yeah, there's a difference. She wasn't even that interested in buying. I'm like, do you want that? No. It's yeah, cool, I though, like right? to shop. I don't really like to buy. Don't let's drive shop owners crazy. Now, Fez, 
I didn't mean to say that you stepped on me, but I was telling that unique story. What is it that you wanted to say? I think shopping is a very social thing. It doesn't seem like a lonely activity to me. I think people go shopping together. There's other people in the store. Here's what could confuse you. It's like it's like saying that lonely people don't drink or that bars are a friendly place instead of a lonely place. What they're saying is you're taking... This is the way that people will panic over loneliness and over shop. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't just have to be a surface thing where this equals this. They're saying what drives women to shop is that they are lonely. And I'm sure they're not talking about men, right? It's it's women. They mean it's women. Ever. When we say shoppers, we mean women. Yeah, because I men, I think, have a tendency not to shop, but to buy. Hmm. So a guy will go into a store and go right to what he wants, buy, buy it. it, leave, where a woman will go walk around the store like you were talking about, and just look to Browse. see what's out there in the world. And I think that's what they're talking about with the loneliness aspect. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if it's, it's specifically clothes shopping, though, or if it's just everything. Like, Well, do you do any other kind of shopping besides clothes shopping? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, random, like, trinkets and, like, bookstores I really like. And I like, I even really like hardware stores. I think it's, like, they're nice to browse in. I have a tendency to do this. Why do they have this here when it could be over there? I honestly feel like I can go in any store and run it a little better than them if they would just give me the opportunity. Give us more organization. I got no background in it, but I just know where I can put the hot items. You got to move. And I always shit. feel like I can make the place a little funner than what they are. I could change the music up, change the lighting, run a couple contests to get people want to come back. Get a raffle going. There'd be a lot of trivia if I was running the fucking store. <laughs> I'll just say that. A lot of people would stop what they're doing and answering questions. Now, what do you do when you know you're not going to buy, and the person gets up and comes over and says, can I help you? I what say, do you say to them? I'm just browsing. Thanks. And they're fine with that? Yeah. I'll say this. Take me anywhere. <laughs> just do stuff and finish this for me. <laughs> they never like seem disappointed that you're not fucking dropping cash down? I think if you're in like a... I think if you're in like a really high-end store, they assume that you're there to buy and not to browse, and so they get upset if you don't buy. I should start going into high-end stores then and just ruining these people's days. So, the whole point of, I think, the report is saying that anyone who um, shops is has a certain amount of emptiness because that's what they're doing instead of something else. Mm -hmm. They're going out and doing that. They're searching, trying to combat a little bit of their loneliness. And they're around other people, but they don't have no interest in them, right? And they just Well, I don't know about that. But the point is, the fact that they're out browsing is just kind of a, a lonely thing. Hmm. Because you could even say the thing of people who, you know, make lunch dates are also lonely people. Yeah. Like they need somebody to make a lunch date with. I know some people who like to have a friend to read the book at the same time as them because they want to discuss books. Like, I never... It doesn't matter to me whether I discuss a book with someone else or not, but I know people are like, we should read that book. Like, And I'm like, what? Like, book club? Is that what we're doing here? Sort of book club. But they, but they like that experience of not just reading a book, but just, you you act like this is madness. Like no, no, you no can't I'm just thinking, like, what, what activity by this study wouldn't 
wouldn't be for lonely people. Like going out to eat, maybe so being around people. So you're saying just the idea of being a human being means that you're a lonely person. I think so because when you set out to do something. You know, around people. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. There's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Yeah. Plenty of people that are alone are not lonely. Definitely. But I but think... You, you can feel lonely in a crowd. Yes. So when, you know... Like I do in here with you guys. <laughs> no. I just... I'm... I'm During this show, I th always think to myself, I wish there was someone I could talk to. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you. Really? Yeah. It doesn't really? seem that way. Because you're leaving in a week? Yeah. You staying or are you going to fucking stab me in the back? You guys see this as some kind of betrayal? It is a betrayal. Mm -hmm. You didn't see me wasting my time up getting a higher education. I was forced to stay here. Nick's got an education. You still have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. Only place goes up, right? One D. Yeah, babies. Show sure, baby cakes. <laughs> Why would that mean? 23 skidoo, daddy-o. <laughs> we should name this alter ego. <laughs> that is the, uh-oh, I got caught. Fucking Shit. not really paying attention, guy. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the thing that you're all upset now, Fez, but you were two beats behind, and you thought to yourself, wait, I'm going to comment, but you didn't realize that the conversation had moved along. That's from not being in the moment, or... Hicks and Hicks. Oh, come on. I'm fucking always in the moment. Hicks the situation. <laughs> you can't start calling Hicks in the situation. Well, how would that be lonely then? Huh? <laughs> what? Oh, I was thinking about what you guys were talking about five oh. minutes ago. All right. Not, not about your niece. I didn't even hear that come up. How's she doing? She okay? Well, if you would have paid attention. <laughs> come on, Daddy's fine along, man. <laughs> Jazz, yeah. You should have a fucking set of bongos, you creep. <laughs> I am a creep. All agree. What do you think is something like you know the person's a creep? I'm going to put one out there and say anyone who still has a Coke spoon around their fucking... <laughs> I think it's... Okay, just call that person a creep. Uh, I would go with uh, Giant Mustache. Yeah, or or conversely, like a small shitty mustache that isn't like growing in well, you know. But they're still trying to grow a mustache. I got something. That Any facial hair you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, goatee's fine. Beard's fine. Shark tooth necklace, dead giveaway. Uh, so this is just for males, right? Yeah. All right, let me ask you, what about pukas? <laughs> still coming back with a puka necklace on the fence. Because I was thinking about this. There were a lot of puka necklaces out today in Midtown because of Jimmy Buffett. Oh, yeah. And Jimmy Buffett was also wearing neon shorts and flip-flops. Now, here was a weird thing. So I went over on Twitter to see what the people thought about Jimmy Buffett. And the Today Show had put up some Jimmy Buffett's going to be here. And it actually had this... Um, the costumes that they were going to be wearing on a rack. So the Buffett and his band had set over their Hawaiian shirts and shorts in advance so they could change into it and then pretend that they were a laid-back summer band. Oh, my God. Now, we could be going to Twitter right now, Jimmy Buffett, and today's show and looking this up, but it just killed me that the... Uh, 
The fact is, to them, it is a costume. It's not real. They're suits. Um, Hicks, is this true that these people want to stop in now today? Yeah. So instead of Edgar Wright, uh, we're going to get who? Alicia Gorenson and Michael Fishin, Fishman. You know them better as Becky and DJ from Roseanne. Now, yesterday we just had the other girl from Roseanne. Sarah Gilbert. Are they talking about pollution? No, no. When are they coming in? In a while? In a few minutes. You guys are fine. Just sit until the last second. <laughs> no, uh, Women's Entertainment Television is celebrating the 25th anniversary of Roseanne. 25 years since the premiere of Roseanne, and they're playing... It's a month-long retrospective with episodes during weeknights from 5 to 9 p.m. and marathons on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So it's nonstop Roseanne on Women's Entertainment. Didn't we already see Roseanne? No, but see, it's 25 years since the show. Roseanne was a massive show. That's weird that we have all the kids from Roseanne coming in in the same week. That's pretty cool. I don't know if it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I think it's weird. We've been doing this show all this time. <laughs> we never met any of the Roseanne kids, and now they're all coming in for different purposes. Yeah. All right, so I don't know their names. It's Becky and DJ, but their real names are Alicia Gorenson and Michael Fishman. That's weird. All right, I have Lise Lacey. Yeah, they call her, um, like her kind of nickname is Lessie. No, it's Lacey. Okay, I guess you know. Her name's Alicia Gorenson. I'm not going to call anybody Lacey or Lessie. <laughs> I'm going to call her Alicia and Michael. Uh, was she the first or second Becky? First. She's the OG. Uh, oh, what? What's what? Uh, second Becky. <laughs> this, is, this is the original Becky. It was, did you guys feel bad that after all day, Fez jumped in, but it was at the wrong yeah. time? I felt bad. Uh, you think, par for the course. Do you think that the guests meet him with like his mustache and giant mutton chops and think, like, what am I walking oh, into? <laughs> Uh, absolutely. But I want, see, my idea is, no, you go out there and be weird with them, and then anything after that has got to be a fucking huge relief. <laughs> you know? Like, when they come in here and I'm not, I don't have any mutton shops, they're like, okay, great. <sighs> Plus this mutton shop radio. <laughs> mutton shop radio. I think it'd even be better if you both had mutton chops, so that everyone on the show had mutton chops. Shelb. Shell, can you grow any facial hair? Not mutton chops. Well, why don't we just draw some in for you? Okay. Come on. I got a Sharpie around here somewhere. So it's Alicia Gorgensen and Michael Fishman. Alicia Gorenson. Alicia. Gorenson and Michael Fishman, yeah. Hmm. What did I call him? Lawrence Fishburne. Jesus Christ. No, no. That's fucking awful. No. That's this, way off. This, so were you in Apocalypse Now? <laughs> All right, in the Matrix, what would have happened if he would have taken the blue pill? They never say. It's so funny because the kids from Roseanne. It's just like such a contrast. In black and white. <laughs> Let's not be racist. Well, I'm just that that's the contrast, you know? It's like a visual color. Color of skin. Do your parents ever come up and visit you at school? Yeah, they did a couple of times this year. All right. Ask if they'll stop by here and we can send stuff up with you. Oh. I want to send socks. Uh, paper towels are big. I think paper towels. Make paper sure you towels. Get They're pretty big out there in Boston. <laughs> yeah. But paper towels are fucking big. And I got, well. I also want to put some pistachios in there. Because it's good protein. Yeah. You know, it's like a snack and I'm making sure she's getting her protein. They're delicious. Do you think you're probably going to fail out of school? <laughs> I hope not. 
I think I think it'll probably ebb and flow. I'll like mm. get close and then I'll just shoot up towards the stars as far as grades go. All right, good. Well, Maybe confidence. if you start hanging with the wrong people and doing angel dust, you'll fall off a little bit. <laughs> How would you guys feel if I if I return from school just like completely different person? Just tatted it up. Yeah. Why are you gonna say that? <laughs> Why do you gotta treat her like a little sister? There's a there's a fucking angel dust epidemic at Boston University. Boston College. Boston College. Cool. Come Come on, dude. Is there a big difference? Yeah. All right, Boston College. Shelby, Excuse why me. can't you adore her as much as we do? Why do you gotta go just the opposite? Just, just my nature. That's no good. Did you hear him just making fun of me for saying go Eagles? Yeah. I wish your team was the band the Eagles. I wish that you guys had like a picture of Glenn Fry on one side of your helmet, Don Henley on the other. What is it? Can you realize that you're writing white ink on white paper? No, this is black. This is black. Black is Lawrence Fishburne. All right. W. Oh, W. Shit. Right, it's fine. I don't care. Fetcher gave me a DMC. I like one that. That's my favorite thing. We have to buy, start buying them in bulk. I have a dispenser in studio. Right, we got to get Fez into the thing because he tried to ask that question too. I always like it when he has a question. Wouldn't that be just <laughs> the same? That gay wrestler came out. So again, I thought he was going to be on that. I've left that. I've actually jumped over that topic. Yeah. Nine times to see if with him jump in. And we talked in the mood. Talked about RG three, saying everyone should come out. He didn't jump into that. I figured he'd attack him. Why don't you come out? Yeah. And bomb. Would <laughs> 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 be great if he just fucking went in that direction. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I want, well, maybe we'll do a thing to get Fez out of his shell. Yeah. Is like afterwards, everyone just call in and just try to fuck, bring up like anti-gay things until he <laughs> starts fighting back. Because he loves to fight back in the anti-gay. He'll lose his shit. He'll Why don't you just be very anti-gay when we get back? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if the callers help out, and Shelby, you be anti-gay too. It'll be easy for you. <laughs> And you know what? I'll, I'll start backing him up, and we'll watch him get stronger and stronger. <laughs> All right. Sound, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, it'd be like a little present for him. That's not it, the funniest joke today. Um, I, I, should I let him tell when he comes back? Or no, tell. I tell you tell. Um, I was like looking for Shelby because he had disappeared, and I was like... Do any of you guys know what happened to Shelby? And Fez was like, I think something happened in utero. <laughs> that was pretty funny. He's great up there. All right, here's what I'll, I'll also I'll say. Did anything happen to Shelby? And we'll see if he'll do the joke on the air. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to go by Lisi. Lisi. Well, look who's going by Lisi. Yes. <laughs> this is a, before you mock anyone, what? Is it Lacey? Lisi. Okay. Lisi Gorison and Michael Fishman. Yeah, Mike, Lisi Gorison. Yes. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on. Lisa, dog. Come on, baby. Lava lamp, my man. Lava lamp. Pet rock. Let's bring him in. Lisa Gorison and Michael Fishman. You know him better as the Connor Kids.
and enjoy sports, right? We love your Where's the Cubs game? Are you a Cubs fan, really? Yes, sir. Cubs, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Stanley Cup, holler. (laughs) (laughs) This is early. It's early to be in this good of a mood. We start this way. You guys do? Uh, 25 years since Roseanne started. You know, she was in here not too long ago where I do a thing with comedians and, and did an hour with her, and she's still one of the funniest people. I think she's hilarious. On the planet. But a lot of times without even, just if, if she says something serious, everyone will laugh, and then she looks around and go, what? What was that supposed to mean? Um, when you guys look back on this, does it feel like 25 years now, though? Well, it's weird because I'm 27, so, <laughs> so it seems you were like... two when you started. <laughs> no, it, it feels pretty crazy that it's 25 years. doesn't yeah. seem real. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I, I, I don't think the time does it justice in a way. It seems so fast, but uh-huh. at the same time, it does seem like it's been a while. So, But it's hard to believe. It really is. Uh, and that show was so bizarrely different from everything that had come before it. Now, you guys were probably too young to realize that, though, at the time, right? Um, I think we were a little aware. I think we... I watched TV at that time. Yeah. But did you <laughs> know, like, hey, we're going in the exact opposite of what Cosby and what a TV family had meant to up to that point? Yeah, I think because we saw some of the the battle, some of the pushback, and then some of the reaction from fans and things. I think you become really uniquely aware of how different you are because everybody is reacting to it. Well, I think, like, I'm from Chicago, and I come from a blue-collar background. Mm-hmm. So to me, it seemed really kind of normal. Right. You know, I mean, it seemed like the way it things was are. Normal. You yeah. know, my grandparents and... You know, my grandpa worked at John Deere Tractors, and my other grandpa worked for this tin mill in Gary, Indiana. So it's like, to me, it wasn't, the experience of it was pretty normal in that way. Yeah. You know, it was almost we, felt but, like home. <laughs> yeah, but we weren't used to seeing normal on TV. We weren't right. used to seeing a TV house that kind of looked like our house. We were lo- used to the Brady Bunch and stuff that was more idealized. Where you're like, you could understand if the kids wanted to run away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I you think could get that. It's missing still in a way now. I think we have a gap in that. It's hard for people to relate to that. I think that's part of the reason that the show has done so well still mm-hmm. is people can really relate to episodes and trying to find a job and trying to balance things out and trying to make things work and piece things together as a family. Sure. I think one thing, you know, it being 25 years is kind of the experience of what the show has done for my life. I mean, meaning people who recognize me and people who see me and talk about the show. And I think what's interesting is, is how personal the show was for families that people would be eating dinner and watching the show. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a mirroring thing that was pretty intense, you know? I mean, it, it was pretty raw for families, but I think it was also therapeutic, ironically, in that, you know, it brought up things that people had a hard time talking about and talking about within their families. And it kind of made it easier for people to deal with certain things, you know? Well, you know, the other thing that I think worked out, uh, because first of all, she was like a really big stand up and they wanted to take that persona. But the actors that they surrounded her with, 
I mean, to have Goodman and Laurie Metcalf in there was just holler. You know, Amazing. I mean, you talk about just making that one genius move that could keep things going for a long time. Did you guys pick up on that when you were kids? Like, well, these people are really strong. Well, Laurie, I'm from Chicago, mm -hmm. and Laurie Metcalf was like the goddess of the stage. Mm -hmm. She was in Steppenwolf, which was the cool, edgy theater. Sure. And so for me, you know, a lot of people in Chicago go to the theater, and she was a huge deal. So I didn't know any of the other actors, but yeah. when I found out that she was on the show, I was completely impressed so and you, mortified. You, you were studying in Chicago as a as a kid. Were you with the Pivens or? Were you, yeah, I was you, with the Pivens exactly. So, yep. so knowing that is to also know because of that background, they had you looking to theater people like here, the people that are a little before you. Well, my parents had season tickets to Steppenwolf and right. Wisdom Bridge, and you know all the classic. Uh, right. Kind of off Broadway equivalents, I guess. In Chicago, it might be Broadway. But or Malkovich what have you. came out of there, and Gary Sinise and Gary Joan Sinise. Allen, yeah. and yeah. So, I mean, in in my world, the way my parents spoke about seeing her on stage, and the way people in my community did, it was like, you know, like a genius. Yeah. And and when I met her, I mean. It's funny because Lori is the most down-to-earth, quirky human being on the planet. Yeah, but she's amazing. She's she's brilliant. Yeah, and watching her and John on a daily basis is it's like just watching two masterful painters yeah. work their art. And I, you know, now kind of looking back, like WeTV asked me to kind of pick some of my favorite episodes, and even watching now as an adult, being an actor, even little looks, little asides, things that could be overlooked they just never stop working it, yeah. it's just masterful from top to bottom and it's kind of breathtaking to have been there and get to learn from those people i always thought that was the great thing for roseanne because a lot of stand-ups go into acting without any experience and it's a really hard thing to pull off uh at the very same time jerry had it too where he was surrounded by really really strong people and you, it's not all just leaning on that comic. And those are the shows. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, who's done so well that. for himself <laughs> over the years. Um, you, Michael, you were really young, right? You yeah. were how old? I, I started when I was six. So you don't really have much memory of what life was before that show, I guess, right? Yeah, uh, uh, m most of my really early vivid memories are of the show and of all my castmates and working. Yeah. So when that show ended for you, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, when that, when that show ended for you, that had to be a very strange situation. Right? Yeah, it was really hard. I mean, yeah. all these people who were part of my family for me were all moving on to find new jobs, and you know that's a hard, hard thing to kind of understand. And I, I don't know that I fully grasped how amazing it was. I feel like between the eighth and ninth season, I got a really good taste because we didn't know if we were coming back. Mm -hmm. And so I spent kind of that whole off time trying to decide, you know, what I would say to everybody if I got one more shot. So I probably overwhelmed some people <laughs> in my in my candidness, but I felt like it was really important to share and tell people the impact they had on my life. And I hope that as they see me as an adult, they they are proud of the little pieces that I took from them. That's really sweet, though, huh? That's pretty deep. Yeah, that's great for a kid to even be on to that. Uh, you know, Roseanne was always like such a lightning rod for, I don't know, gossip columnists and whatever. 
were you guys that aware that it was that she herself was a controversial person? Because sometimes we, the way we read it is that the show was always teetering, but I've never heard John Goodman or Laurie Metcalf say a bad word about her even once. I don't think we ever felt like the show was teetering. I don't think we ever felt like that at work. And I know that we, at times, saw the headlines. We knew that people had this perception, and we knew that you know the tabloids were running these stories. And even at times, they would bring in the stories, and she would read them, and we would almost <laughs> laugh, because we're like... 15 people got fired last week and then we'd look around like everybody's still here you know like did you get fired no i'm still here you know like and we used to try to make fun of it because we did everything where you made fun of things that were going on with humor and i think that was both on screen and off well i think there's propaganda you know in that situation anyway when there's money involved and there's some kind of hit show i mean there's going to be you know um, sensationalism and and also people trying to earn a buck. And that's but you, kinda... you never saw any of it on the set. The set ran as professional as any other set. Oh, no, it was a complete nightmare a, a lot of the time. <laughs> it was hor- I mean, yeah, like it was tense and um, extremely stressful a lot of the time. That's now, wh- the truth. Wh- where did the stress come from? What was the stressful stuff that was happening? Well, there was just I think that there was a climate of wanting things to be great Mm -hmm. and that came from everyone. And I think because of that, it just led to a lot of tension. And I think that Roseanne, you know, she's an auteur and she had a vision of what she wanted. And in order to maintain that vision, she really had to be pretty hardcore sometimes. Mm -hmm. And people were in fear of that. But how is that for when you were a kid to go for excellence, when you're just a kid yourself? Well, I think we tried so hard to be excellent week in and week out. It was almost like trying to top week Mm -hmm. to week, joke to joke. And I think that's a great thing. I think it's a great thing to push for excellence in everything as you continue in your life. I think that's maybe one of the better things is the idea that you don't rest on the fact that last week was a good week or last week was a good show. I think pushing is important. Mm-hmm. If you want to be successful, and I think part of that is it's hard to to justify from the outside that people are pushing and striving and that that's a tough thing. But the reality was we were direct. We were blunt. We were to the point. We Everybody knew what their job was, and nobody really shied away from being direct about it. And I think that's when you can do your best stuff is when everybody can just kind of lay bare, be honest, and go. Well, I think also it's kind of, I always think of like um, Queen Elizabeth, you know, that the people that were her closest allies were the ones that wanted to stab her, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was that kind of climate because, you know, Hollywood is traditionally a a male-dominated arena, and here you have this really raw, powerful woman that wants to do her thing, and be radical and you know there's going to be people that are going to want her spot and to want to bring her down and that's part of it you know that's part of that climate i think it's probably a lot of corporate climates are like that and yet no one's ever filled that role you know i mean no one has been that next person to step in and be that massive because this show was number one for years 
And also, why it was number one, there would always be these controversial storylines that you never saw in a family comedy, whether it was gay themes or drug, whatever it came up you know, to. We did a great job of showing real life uh, situations that you didn't want to see. I mean, even things like domestic violence and, you know, birth control, masturbation. Uh, you know, I, there's just so many topics that we didn't shy away from anything that was real. And I think it, it's real easy to shy away, and I think it's very uh, politically correct to shy away. Mm -hmm. But you do your best work when you really kind of go for it, when you are willing to take those chances. And she was. Well, I think it's different than doing kind of more like frat boy exploitative humor mm. about the same topics. You know, I mean, it's you can take those same topics and you can just kind of blow them up mm -hmm. and make them absurd. But it's more difficult when you make them you know points of conversation and and reality then you know i mean it's fun the other way too but i think that's what you're saying in terms of how the show is set apart from other shows do you guys ever look back at anything and cringe though do you ever think like <laughs> oh my god never no TV? way probably mostly the, the closer <laughs> our hair like you can't you can't run away from what you look like as i a just kid. think like what God, I was every second of awesomeness of my life. Is that just right? Like one awesome just minute. Everything after was just fantastic. It's like I was so cool, man. Wow. Well, you actually walked <laughs> away more than once too to go to school and stuff. I did. Yep. Uh, was that a tough decision, or was that uh, something that just had to be done? It was uh, something that had to be done. It yeah. was the first time in my life that. I made a decision solely from my own self um, that was just a no-brainer. And, you know, the consequences of it, leaving people, having to say goodbye to that community was really, really difficult. But the decision itself was one of the most, the more simple decisions that I've made. You still look back on it like it was a good move. Still happy that you did it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I it just there wasn't another option. I mean, I, in my universe, and everyone said, "Are you crazy? You know, how could you leave fame and money and this and that?" And I thought, "Yes, I'm crazy, but <laughs> this is my choice." Um, and the other, I guess, cool thing is. Is it not like with Roseanne, it's still up in her face every day because you guys have grown up and you look a little different. I guess you can walk into that fame when you want it, when you don't want it. I mean, it, when you want to reminisce about it, like you're out promoting now, you can do it, but it doesn't have to follow you around every day. Can both you guys still walk around without being bothered by people? Well, I think it depends. I, I, I think we have a really... Uh serious fan base that really still loves the show and mm -hmm. and they keep track of us i would say is that right and so and i think that's a compliment mm -hmm. you know and i don't think either one of us has ever run from the success or the things that we've done i i think we take pride in the work but i don't think either of us have ever felt like we were something more because of the work it's just a part of something that we do that we're really proud of but it's not the only thing that defines us as people. Well, I, I mean, it does. I, I get recognized quite a bit, mm -hmm. and um, it's an interesting thing because I really, I, I'm a pretty 
private person and I I kind of marvel at people that kind of chase that and do the red carpet and are out all the time because it's so antithetical to my personality. But I think, you know, it's flattering it, depending on how people deal with it um, to a degree. And I, I appreciate that people connect with the show and what that means. But on another level, I think it can make you feel really isolated because... You know, I mean, I, I like to be seen as for who I am. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm just seen as this actor, then I feel like people are missing out. <laughs> There's so much more. There's so much more. There's so much more. Yeah. Like a Cubs fan that will never be satisfied. Like a, they'll never happen. There's always next season. Hey, let's talk about how about them bears. Go bears. It's not going to happen either. We got a new O line coach. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Got a new coach. It's not happening. Well, I'm going to smile because I'm a Dodger fan, so I'm going to smile. <laughs> and and I like the Pirates too. So right now, right now is good times for me. Wait, uh, do you guys know who won the Stanley Cup? Oh yeah, it was the Hawks. <laughs> You really are. Oh, <laughs> just one hundred percent. Why? Why are you living in Brooklyn? Why aren't you back in? Because everyone needs an ambassador. Is that what you're there? You're there to bridge. Chicago? I love all these people. They're like last year. They were saying, "Oh, you know, you. Why do you love basketball so much, Lisa? You're crazy." And this, and then now they're like, "Go nuts!" Yeah, everybody. And I'm like, loves. "Oh wow, yeah. funny." Remember that last conversation we had? And do had? they remember, or are you forced to carry this pain? I don't, you know, whatever, that billionaire is going to get married because they are not winning a title. <laughs> uh, and actually, you know, what you guys get, maybe should, maybe it is time for the Bulls, though. If, uh, now D. Rose is back? Now that he's back, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, we TV celebrating 25th anniversary of Roseanne with a month-long retro. <laughs> Respective episodes are airing weeknights from 5 to 9 o'clock. Marathons on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You know, Sarah was in here. Yes, no way. Yeah. yeah, she was here just yesterday. She's got a book out about greenness and how to, you know, change things for the environment and yourself. She's doing really, really terrific, too. Yeah, I saw her. She, I, I visit her every once in a while at the talk. And uh, it's it's amazing to see this portion of her career and and being very outspoken and and kind of expressing how she feels and her thoughts on the world it's funny because she's out i think she's outspoken but at the same time she's also very private yes you know yeah. she doesn't want to share everything which i guess because you guys grew up in that environment you've got to make some kind of boundaries for yourself absolutely you know? yeah i mean unless you just i don't know i guess like I said, I, I marvel at people that just are constantly doing press and who live that lifestyle, who can deal with the paparazzi. I mean, the one second that the paparazzi started following me, that's when I had to get out of town because I just, I can't, I couldn't live like that. What you know? was it that drew them into your world for that moment, though? What was, did something happen that they went to start following you? Um, I don't know. It was, probably <laughs> it's a long story but um yeah i there was a lot of paparazzi around our set i think because roseanne was such a controversial sure character and the show and and people have a real strong opinion of her one right. way or the other and then once tom came in it really 
got crazy. I mean, then it was they a got crazy, daily, yeah. daily thing uh, in the news. And that ran for years. They were upset. And even now, you know, I mean, she uh, when she when she came in, she's somewhat guarded of her privacy. But no matter what she says, it could still end up in the yes in in the newspaper the next day. I, I don't yeah. think I think it'll be like that forever for her. And well, now that she ran for president, and she's a politician, yeah. Yeah. so she's asking for it. <laughs> uh, we TV. Uh, it's going to be the 25 year anniversary of Roseanne. Now episodes weeknights from five to nine p.m. and then Sundays to ten a.m. to four p.m. You can put that on. Right when the Bears lose. So, guys, it was so great. That's this, never going to happen. It's not going to happen because they're going to go undefeated this year. Are you a cheesehead? No. no okay. No. I just, just want—I was just teasing you a little bit. But uh, <laughs> so great to have you guys come in. I'm glad that you're doing well, too. Thank you for Thank having me. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time coming through. Yep. Was she doing Bulls. my jive character? That's right, Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bears are never gonna lose ever. You hear me bring up the Pivens with her, right? That's mm -hmm. Jeremy Pivens' parents. Shit. John Cusack studied with them too, and Joan. They specialize in kid actors. No. Oh, just just in act. acting. Just in acting. I don't know if you can you specialize in kid acting. There has to be someone out there who just says I can get all the kid actors work. Well, was... Nice, nice people, right? Great, yeah, happy. I didn't think that they. Uh... When she said, "Yeah, people recognize me every day," I'm like, "Really? I didn't say it." No, her voice sounded exactly like it. Yeah, I was still there. I wonder where in Brooklyn she lives. I'm she guess... gave me her address. I got. Hold on, oh, she sent really? it to me. Okay. It's interesting. Why wouldn't it be? So we've had a lot of... Uh... I don't know if I'm going crazy, but I keep smelling maple syrup. I don't know. Did you smell that? That there's maple syrup in here? Um, yeah. <laughs> I do. All right, we got a break. Yeah. Yeah, we got to. We got to catch up a little bit. Yeah, well, I got to do your job for you. We got to catch up. Let's start with Edgar Wright. He's on his way. <laughs> no word. 
We weren't even supposed to have Edgar Wright on, on the show. <laughs> so so to weird. not get him should not disappoint us. But and yet we do. I was bringing this up with our friend Jermaine Lassier, because we're talking like, how many people who came out within the last 10 years do you say, I'm going to see all their movies? And I can't think of anybody but him. Directors, I mean. Yeah. Since, well, I guess, since, since say, 2000. I said last 10 years, but if you want to take it back to 2000, okay. Even it up. Yeah. That's what you need to do. <laughs> that's what you need to do to find a space for yourself. It just feels like that, that feels right. All right. Let me break. Yeah. Um, we'll promote the Bears. and uh, Jay Cutler, what up? Oh, who won hockey last year? <laughs> That's right. Blackhawks, motherfucker. Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, what up? Do you like chicks who like sports or... Because your chick's not into sports, right? No. Like, I, I, if they're genuinely into sports... Like, like she seemed genuinely into... Right. All Chicago teams. I'm sure it's anything in Chicago. I'm sure she'd be like, deep dish, motherfucker. <laughs> she started throwing up Southside. Just get real weird. beat the shit out of Subways. <laughs> um, she just likes it. Yeah. She's enjoying herself, man. Molly's in the house. Everybody got that Ronnie B cupcake. There's one in New York, too. Not Lisey. Really. Not the same kind of vibe. Uh, so now who wants to go back to Lisey? How about he's bad-mouthing my fucking guests on their way in? So we got a lot of stuff signed by the Roseanne gang now, too. Yeah, the whole crew. Well, the kids and the mother. Only missing three, I guess. Mm. All right, let's break. We'll be right back. Run and Fez Show. You're enjoying the Run and Fez Show on Sirius XM's Opie Anthony channel. More in moments. It's Dollar Shave Club. Make sure you get signed up. Be part of the club, the Dollar Shave Club at dollarshaveclub.com. Dollarshaveclub.com. Great razors and a great shave each and every time. Why? Because you always have a fresh razor. You always have a razor ready to go. There's no more, oh, I'm all lathered up and, wait a minute, I just have this butcher knife to take to myself. No, you have a fresh, clean razor because they get delivered each and every month to your home from dollarshaveclub.com. Go online, pick the package you want, and just for a few bucks a month, you get great razors sent to your home without having to spend a fortune or running out to the drugstore anymore. That's all done for the rest of your life. You're covered with DollarShaveClub.com. It's DollarShaveClub.com. Go online, DollarShaveClub.com. Throw in a package of those one-wipe Charlies, too, while you're at it. You'll thank me. It's DollarShaveClub.com. DollarShaveClub.com. This is the Ron and Fez Show on the Opie and Anthony Channel. It's the Ron and Fez Show. You ready, Pep? You ready, Pep? You ready, Pep? It's frozen. It's getting hammered. Uh, Ron and Fez show. We were just saying how much we enjoyed those kids. They were very, very nice. It's, we watched them grow up. We watched them. It's a wonderful time. Yeah. It's a wonderful time in the late 80s to mid 90s. 
You just sat there with a TV tray, not knowing where your parents were, just watching. All TV. goes Amazon constantly in the Stanley household. Yeah. No, no, no. Everything's okay. They didn't have well, the dad didn't have a job, so he was home a lot. Here, son, copper wiring. There's money in that. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, but it's from our pipes. <laughs> now, how are we going to get water? We don't need water. We have copper. <laughs> um, going up on the iBank today. Uh, it was going to be the weekender question. We're giving away a big prize, too, aren't we, Chris? Hell yeah. Yeah. Sci-fi classics signed by Mr. Roger Corman. The man, the legend. Uh, the question is, uh, I guess Honda's doing this thing to save, to save the drive-in movie. Now, have you kids even ever seen drive-in movies? You have been to drive-ins? I went once. What'd you say? I saw Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, so you went a couple weeks ago. No, that was like a year ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, and Shelby, you've never been? I've never been, but there's like some where I like grew up, but I just never went to them. See, this is why they're getting rid of drive-in movies. I was a big fan of drive-in movies and went... I never went with my family... But I actually went before I had a car, and kids would go stand out front and drink and party because it was near a liquor store. So we'd hitchhike down to a liquor store, uh, get uh, either Fowdy's or <laughs> Boone's Farm, go over and stand in front and hang out. And then dr and drink there. You would normally be left alone. And the same was like when you were old enough to drive. You would just drive in there, and then that would be a place to party, and the cops would leave you alone. Drive-ins were great. So the main point is your big drive-in memory. Go over to the iBank. Your chance to win. Uh, sign Roger Corman sci-fi stuff. The kind of stuff that, you know... And I do remember seeing a Roger Corman film there. I saw Eat My Dust uh, starring Ron Howard. Ron Opie Howard. The, uh, the first time you ever got to direct a film. And it was always a bunch of car crashes. Just, you know... <laughs> I saw all those kind of movies there. Plus, I remember seeing Mandingo at a drive-in, which was the first time I got to see black and white sex first uh white on black and then later later black on white so hot i also saw the cartoon fritz the cat holy there, shit. which was the first uh x-rated cartoon well fritz the cat or as they called it in those days triple x-rated we've gotten away from that which is sad they had the dot xxx but it's not the same thing yeah well they used to because now you just know it as porn and you can watch it in your house but people used to have to go into theater and watch porn really yeah that's what times square was times square was nothing but theaters where men would go in and masturbate you ever see taxi driver no well, get say, acquainted shelby what the fuck? shelby stop it <laughs> look Live girls, sexy, private dancers, just for you. Hot XXX films. This confuses me. Is it films or live girls? It's, a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. It's Sticky everything. either way. <sighs> Look, there's old fucking, looks like. Well, that'll be on up in the iBang in just a little bit. No hurry, as I like to say. 
no hurry to put things up. Uh, big story out today, too. The And you know it's me. I always get back to this topic. The gay stuff. Um, but it is the first out gay WWE wrestler. Jesus. Or as he calls himself, um, his name is Dick Dickerson. Yeah, I bet. And... And he's just taking that big package out, just rubbing it all over the dude. <laughs> now they say that he is the first out wrestler. What about Goldust? Thank you, thank you, Goldust. He's he's the he's the guy who blazed the trail, I guess you could say. And there was actually a guy before that. Um, oh, Hulk Hogan. That um, <laughs> no, who was the? Fez, you know the guy that pretended he was gay. Um, Adrian Adonis. Thank you, Adrian Adonis. Rick Rudolph always kind of came off as he was overcompensating. He liked the ladies. He, he liked the ladies. He liked the ladies so much he airbrushed their faces on his trunks. Do you think this is a good idea that you have an out gay person for the it's kids? An awful idea. It's Why? Just, I, I worry that it just gives a chance for the crowd to chant the f word, the other f word. Myself. It's just going to hurt the. It's going to hurt the WWE brand. It's gonna hurt this dude's. It's gonna hurt this dude. This guy is pretty much done. Like I don't know what level he is, but consider him. He's just doing dark matches from now on. Well, I would say this. Why would we believe that he's gay? There you go. Just like the guy in the NBA that came out that I don't think is gay. No, even beyond that, they have people that act like they train snakes and everything. <laughs> everything about them is a lie. What they could be thinking is, hey, they're looking for gay athletes. You're gonna come out as gay. Yeah, this could be turned into a gimmick, and then he just starts making out with dudes in the middle of the ring and just, like, pretty much groping men. I think he's actually gay. How would we know, though? They're going to turn WWE into gay porn, pretty much. I mean, it already is. But here's the point of WWE. There is no reason for us to believe anything that they say, ever, about anything. You know, when we do get mad at them, they're going, come on, dude, it's just wrestling. Sure, yeah, that, that's that's the out. Listen, McMahon, just keep the gays off television. Um, that's all he has to do, and then everything will be fine. That sounds horrible. Really? Or is it? am I, am I the, the champion and There here? are kids watching, you know? Uh, You're joking, Shelly, but that's true. Is this something you don't think that the kids should say? No, not at all. Definitely not. Here's uh, Bobby. You're on the run of Fez show. This is going to corrupt them. Hey, How is it corrupting them? Because right. they're going to get ideas in their head. They're going to start sucking off their little buddies. They would get <laughs> ideas in their head from valets with heterosexual wrestlers. I yeah. don't know if that's true. Uh, Bobby, I couldn't hear you. Hey, guys. Uh, well, I was going to say Shelby's absolutely right. But furthermore, uh, allowing gays and WWE could be the downfall of the whole company. And I'll tell you why. You put... One bad apple in the bunch, it could ruin all of them. So if you've got, say, I don't know, this new gay wrestler all oiled up and rubbing another man, it's going to make him gay. And then you've got two gay wrestlers, and you can see where I'm going with this, Ron. Yeah, I see with what you're saying that the whole thing is just going to be a gay pride event. Yeah. But I would say this, what's so... What's so wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with I, I it. I like CM Punk. I don't want him to turn to CM Spunk, all right? Where he's just... <laughs> what about this, though? They yeah. change their names all the time. CM just got punked. 
oh. in the ass. No, the, 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 this is now a children's product. They can't be hearing about fucking wrestlers getting banged in the ass. Are you saying, like, if you had kids, yeah. you wouldn't want to take them to this? I wouldn't want to take them to this. And if, like, say I had kids right now, I would fucking, I would throw out all their fucking WWE shit. <laughs> I would You're fucking insane. burn it. If they had video games, I'd destroy <laughs> them. I would be done with the whole thing. Oh. What about you, Shelby? I mean, The Rock is going to become the cop. And I mean, I can't have that here. I don't really see that happening. A wrestler being called the cock. So your thing is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. There's just homophobic screaming going on in here. There's no screaming. I'm, I'm talking about You're this You're burning toys. But doesn't, don't you worry that this will lead to homophobic screaming? Screaming? Doesn't this give a chance for them to yell these things out? I, I worry about Darren Young, the wrestler we're talking about. You Young know, Darren. Being uh, attacked. <laughs> yes, of course I worry so about that. But I think it's great that he felt comfortable enough with who he is to come out and announce this. this You're missing my point. By making this part of the storyline, you don't think it's opening enough to Redneck Nation to fucking kind of yell stuff at him? And, and that's the way he's going to dress? Yeah. Oh, jeez. He hasn't looked like that in a long time. He's a troll And doll. I don't know that they're adding this to his tag team storyline. Um, Red, you're on the run of Fed show. That's all anyone's going to think about. Who are you looking for? Yeah. You, Red. Yeah, so uh, what are their finishing moves going to be like? That's got to be disgusting. All right, you guys. They're going to be pile-driving ass, not each other. All you know? right. Probably in the locker room. Uh, Jerking each other off. Chad, you're on the run of Fez show. What's this guy's move? Signature move going to be the tea bag? Okay, yeah. come on. That's, that's what. That's what <laughs> He's going to be a wrestler like anyone else. Sure, sure he will. They're going to. They're just going to exploit this guy, and he's going to ruin people's values. The people that live down there. You don't even. Do you even understand the courage that it took for this guy? What's his name? Darren, Darren Young. Young. Yeah, I bet that's his real name too. Darren Young doesn't sound like a good wrestling name. It's, well, it's, even the heterosexual wrestlers are changing their names, Chris. No. For what? Gay no. things? Well, but see, he's gay, like CM young, punk. right? Because they only want young dick. Is that, That's the whole culture of, you know, amongst, you know, gay culture. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's what Darren Young's all about. Um, here's Lady Trucker. Yeah, I believe the straight wrestlers are going to be taunted when they wrestle the gay ones. They're just going to be chanting vagina fucker. Right, that's she has awful. a point. She has a point. So do you think that the guys who wrestle him are going to be teased? Uh, non-stop. If, if, if he beats I them... I think this is something that everyone in the WWE was already aware of, and they've had no problem wrestling him in the past, in the many, many years he's been there. I'm sure he has. He has a beard. As they I've say. never, I haven't seen it because I'm an adult. But um, I know Stone Cold, and yeah. I know he's straight. They're not going to be yelling, "Give him the chair." They're going to be like tossing double-sided dildos in there. Right? See, that's yeah. crazy. Like here, put on a show. I don't think that'll happen. They'll just start what screaming. What happens ass when to they ass. start to fucking chant? Head, head, head. <laughs> what is everyone? What? Gay oh, head. Not, oh, no, I don't know. What does everybody need? Um. Here's uh, Craig. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron and Dave. Yeah. Hey, I, I know Fez is against gay bashing and stuff like that, but I worry for the first guy that holds up a sign that says, please marry me or something like that. Uh, the, the, the hillbillies are just going to 
bash the shit out of him. I mean, I worry about yeah. I I worry about that as of as sign well. holders being beat up. No sign holders doing. Mocking top, out, you know mocking I mean? out gay people. That, that's the thing, uh, you know, because I don't put up with that. I don't allow, I don't like it. This is a door that needs to remain closed because <laughs> it's just going to open up a Pandora's box of disgusting gay hate. So I didn't think of that. Yeah. So this guy should just go back to whence he came. Mm. Well, Fez has nothing to say back to you, so I guess he agrees. Here's Todd. You're on the Run of Fez show. They are making it part of the storyline. The new tag team name is uh, the Cock and Roll Express. Oh, my God, because it used to be Rock and Roll Express. So Children will be wearing T-shirts that say cock on them. Uh, do, is everyone, does that, no one else have a problem with that? And I'm Why a would creep. you buy your I child had, that I, shirt? I, I did that with my kids anyway, though. Cause that's just because I was mad at them. You wear that. You remember what you've been acting like. You're ashamed now. You feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Good. You go ahead and, and leave with those children's workers that are taking you away. Good. <laughs> Go live at home. I'll be here with my drinky drink drink. Mm. My cocktail. Here we go. Darren Young, the ruiner of the WWE. Andy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Worse than the yeah, I'm concerned man. about two wrestlers. One, Jake the Trouser Snake Roberts, and I'm oh. concerned the Miz is going to turn into the Jizz. <laughs> Why would the straight wrestlers turn gay? <laughs> That's what I'm not understanding. They're going to get pawned for because now everyone looks yeah. gay. Yeah. It, it's going to, no one looks it's gay except spread. Darren Young, and he doesn't even look gay. <laughs> what? That looks pretty gay. Oh, it's going to spread through the locker room. How? They're going to be, people you start, they're going to start writing storylines like, oh man, this Darren Young's gotten so much press. He's gay. Um, big show, now you're the big blow. All right. Big dudes. Here's um, Nate, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys, I got a spy report. Oh, good. Good. All right, you guys. Spy report. <laughs> <laughs> What's your spy report? Spy report. Oh, all right, sorry. Uh, WWE went back to WWF now. It's uh, Worldwide Faggots. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. See, this Should is have where been I... a nice day for Darren Young, oh, but no, fun. the homophobics, Chris That's... Stanley, Shelby, all the callers no, just want to ruin it for Not him. me, though. You don't think I no, can No, you're the it. one that's actually concerned. I hope I've been supportive of you when you came out. I'm Always. I'm concerned about good. the WWE. I'm concerned about children. I'm concerned about things being destroyed that have, you know, been up before. This never comes up. Are children our future? Yeah. Okay. You know why? And I gotta apologize. And we we have to. We need our wrestling federations to be there for them in the future. Without. Yay! That's the sign I'm taking. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna write up a sign. Are you sure you're gay, or is this just a storyline? I worry it's a storyline. That would be bad. There's, I think. No, there's no reason to trust Vince. They make up where people are from, and then a lot of times the bad guy and the good guy will go out and fucking go to dinner together after the matches. He faked his own death. And the only reason he's, he didn't, he stepped out, was because of a murder suicide. I was, Anything short of that, he would have fucking stayed underground. One time when his wife was paralyzed, they couldn't fucking talk, he was making out with someone in front of her. So I don't always trust them. Now, this is the first time they've actually used the word gay. When they did the Chuck and Billy gimmick a while back of two wrestlers who were supposed to have a commitment ceremony together. 
that ended before there was any commitment, and they never used Every, the actual word gay in but it. But do you remember what everybody yelled at them? Oh, yeah. And, you know? um, people who are anti-gay and people who were pro-gay were all mad at them about that. Right. Well, what I'm saying is you're, you're trying to bring something into an audience that, you know, is not really the most thoughtful. Uh, here is Chris. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, I think you guys are missing the point. There's going to be a huge public health concern. If he wrestles a guy and there's blood in the ring, they're going to have to start testing everybody for HIV. That's a good point. They know he's gay. <laughs> I'm sure they've taken uh, all this into consideration. <laughs> yeah, like they all wrestle? get tested. Is it should he wrestle in a condom? Yeah. They should create some sort of suit where that, you know, his pores don't... Condom suit. Yeah. Chris, do you realize suit. that straight people get HIV, too? Guess, do you understand but, that? Uh, no, I get... Exactly. And he could give them to some of the straight wrestlers. So he needs to protect himself from, you know, the rest of the wrestlers. The rest of the wrestlers All be the wrestlers get blood tested. He's going to have to be blood tested a little bit more. Oh, God. Sometimes they even let, like, kids, you know, go backstage. And, you know, who knows what... <laughs> That's what, that's what could happen. He, they could be molested, is what Shelby's saying. Well, that's just an asshole opinion. That same thing happens in the Catholic Church when you let a kid go backstage. Exactly. And how, people you know, would always come over because I was a cute kid, and they would go, "Hey, do you want to come back and meet the priest?" And my mom would be like, "Don't go." Thank God. <laughs> you never they only want one thing out of you. <laughs> you never went, did you? A couple times. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Well, they had candy and stuff. <laughs> No, you should be like this eating a Mars bar. Hurry out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no more children backstage. That's look, there it is, right there. CNN. What is it? it says, I'm gay. Darren Young. <laughs> Just do me a favor, nice late when he yelled that out. <laughs> I can put that on this non effective thing. Um here, let's go over here to Sean. You're on the Run and Fez show. It'll be time to bring back the Watley figure on all fours move. Hmm. Time you're on the Run and Fez show. What I want to know is how in the world is going to keep that cock from getting rock hard? He's under wrestling around with his face and the other guy's ass, sniffing his butt and everything. You can't have a big. You heart realize on he's been wrestling for years, and this isn't the. He's not having his first match now, and he's I, not going to wrestle nude, and they're not going to actually have sex on WWE television yet. I think that you guys are wrong there, but I do worry that this is the mentality that's out there, Fess. Oh, yeah. And yeah, this is the hateful mentality from Shelby and Chris, totally. Well, let's not, they're not the only ones, but what I'm trying to say is, is this audience, do, do we trust Vince to unroll this with enough class? See, that's what I don't know about. You know, the guy, Darren Young, said this, like, in an airport... So I have no idea if Vince was on board. What with this he is, and... knows everything. He's a puppeteer. He controls Anything everything. Anything that you find out is secret is because he put it there. <laughs> if it's released on the internet, Vince did it. I can't believe that we still sit around and think that we could outsmart Vince in show business. <laughs> it can't be done. This is Vince's. I don't even believe that this kid is gay. There's no reason to. I believe he's gay. 
and I believe it's going to ruin it. Uh, here's our buddy John Amass. Um, yeah, I worry if uh, if this young guy gets beat up in the ring, can his opponent be charged with a hate crime? Uh, that's a good point. If all of a sudden you see four or five wrestlers come in, all start putting the boots to the guy, does that give little kids the thing of, oh, we could do that to that effeminate kid at school? Well, Only they won't use the term effeminate kid. No. They said, look, Kane and the Repo Man are beating the shit out of Darren Young. Let's go fucking do that. When I was in um, seventh grade, this this kid, uh, no, I think it was in the sixth grade, but he blew another kid for a flashlight. He gave him a flashlight if he blew him, right? Awful. So this a guy flashlight? went around, yeah, saying that this kid was the bad word fest. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he blew me for a flashlight. And I said to him, but you got blown by a dude. <laughs> Why are you laughing at him? <laughs> and he said to me, I'll give you a flashlight if you keep your logic out of this. <laughs> Just had a ton of yeah. flashlights. So after that, the funny thing was, anyone I ever saw with a flashlight, I would say, hey, did you blow, blah, 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 because I'm not going to say the guy's name. <laughs> or, it looks like your mom blew, blah, blah, blah. God, I, was very, I was like Shelby, a very annoying young kid. <laughs> well, Fed, you're very... Um, uh, low-key about this, and I give you all the fucking credit in the world for that. I was excited about it till the hate in the room came out I didn't and on hear, the phones. I never heard the excitement for it. I, did, I just, the fact that you didn't bring it up today, I thought maybe it was something that you weren't interested in. Um, Bruce, you're on the Run of Fest show. If you're not done with that, I got two words for you. Let me suck it. Because I'm a ass man. Safe yeah, I see. See, Darren Young, uh, hopefully he's strong enough to realize what I've come to realize. People hate gay people. Do you really think that that's true? Absolutely. It's very few people that actually like gay people, especially in the room. What about me? You love gay people. Not too much, though. Molly's great. You should have heard what Molly was saying off the air. Did you really, Molly? Shelby, yeah. please. She was, she was right with us. I'm sure you had a lot of gay friends on your lacrosse team, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what would you I say? I played the two sports that like have tend to have like a lot of lesbians. Milwaukee and lacrosse. Did you have to shower with them? No. Just say yes. Yes. Oh, I thought so. <laughs> we were ever attacked. <laughs> we were ever attacked. <laughs> No. In a gang situation. Whoa. 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 Yeah. Um, here's Chuck on the Fest show. Hi, Ronnie. Yeah. Go Sorry. ahead, Chuck. Yeah, uh, Fez was talking about it would be okay for kids to watch that. Right. I used to keep up with wrestling when I was younger, but I was oh, wrestling yeah. with my grandson back years back. And he jumped on top of my face and knocked my glasses off. I said, what the hell are you doing? And he said, that's some wrestling move called Face Full of Stuff. And if kids can do that shit, you know they'll be playing with their dicks and ass and everything. Oh, jeez, I didn't even think of that. Oh, shit. That's why it shouldn't be on television. No, I don't know how he's, do he's done this. Shelby, you've somehow went out and you've called us back <laughs> on the phone. Let me check here. Shelby, you're on the air. <laughs> Isn't it ironic how we're wrestling with this decision? See, I think that's closer to a Catholic Joe line than a Shelby line. 
I guess like. So this is a proud day, Fez. It was till it got ruined. Who ruined it? Chris and Shelby and the callers. Molly. But you stood up to them and you came up with some really good points. Yeah. I tried to give Chris a good day last Thursday, but that doesn't count for anything. <laughs> it does count very much. I very much enjoy my 30th birthday party. You know that. And that actually made him sick. He hasn't been well since then. I know. Oh, this is totally different. And this plus, is... I just found out you're 34. <laughs> what? Your mom forgot no to tell you the first way. four years. You guys were supposed to find out about that. <laughs> she Fuck. forgot to have a party for you the first four years. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. You know what? Family. Here's my problem. Maybe I come off as too supportive to the gay causes. You know? I'm very supportive. More supportive than me or Shelby, or Molly, for that matter. I'm very progressive. And I want progress to happen. I like regression. Just bring it all back. Like this Darren Young thing. Just say, just, can I, if I had a time machine, I would just tackle him before he gets to that TMZ. <laughs> He'd kill you. I just try to stop him from saying this thing because it's going it's going to hurt the company. And that's what I care about. <clears throat> Gotta form like some sort of Senate committee to even just look into this whole thing. Uh, uh Kyle, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey Ronnie, sorry to call you at work. Um Good job. How, how are we gonna trust uh how are we gonna trust wrestlers around their kids now? Fezzy? Uh, you would trust them the same way you would trust anyone around your kid who's not a pedophile. He just happens to be gay. Yeah. What's that mean? <laughs> you heard him. Hicks, what's that mean? You have are you saying all gays are pedophiles? He's coming off that way. Some pedophiles are He's gay. Coming off Some that pedophiles way. are gay. No, are you saying all of them are? Are you saying every one of them is? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Fuck you. All right, that is a good response. <laughs> Fuck you. That's from both of us. That hurts. What percentage? You know it's not 100%. What all right, percentage all right, so do you when, think? When I say all, I mean, I'm saying a majority share. So like 98. Over 50%. 98%. You're fucking ridiculous. What, what, do you, what percentage would you give a Fez? Over 50? No. 40? No. no. About 40. No. What would the percent be? I would say maybe half a percent. Oh. So 50%. Half. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gay. Half 100%. 50. All right. So I'm yeah. off by 48%. Let's split, Let's split it and say 75%. And then, boom. <laughs> one out of every four gays is fine with the kids. No, we're leaving already? We're Fez, out. You're just getting back into it. Yeah. Fez, I'll give you the last word today. Well, it's, uh, sorry, Darren Young. Should have been a pretty special day for you. But, um, as you can hear the voices out there. People hate gays. I don't think they hate their gay guts. <laughs> the guts are gay. Inside, everyone's the same. Yeah. Everyone's guts are the same inside. The genitals and the brain are the gay parts. You were having a really good show today. No, not really. Yeah. You came up with that other thing about um, shopping. Is something that you do socially. What would you like to say from your bottom of your heart to Darren Young? Congratulations, Darren Young. I'm so proud of you, and I hope this leads to even more great things. Maybe even a title shot eventually. <laughs> That's I, also up to Vince. You don't earn a title shot. Yeah. Vince just gives it to Will you. Will this work for me? For me, Vince. You having a belt. <sighs> wow, last day.
The, the interesting thing is that Fez believes that this guy is gay. Because remember last year, he would not believe when the king had a heart attack. <laughs> and he was saying everything they do is fake. That's what I think that you're fucking heading into. That this guy's going to end up making up with a blonde. And everybody's going to cheer like, yay! He got on gay and your feelings are going to be hurt. I just don't believe that he's... That you can believe anything in a wrestling. That's the whole point of wrestling. Well, this is what the world's coming to. I just want to say something. No. People hate gays. They do. <laughs> you think I hate gays? No. I'm very supportive. N Molly. Molly doesn't hate gays. Molly's plays, a human. She plays sports with them. And Chris Stanley doesn't hate gays. Nope. Oh, he despises <laughs> I live, them. I live with many gay men in, in college. You even ate gay lobster last week. Yeah, that lobster, those lobsters were fucking each other before they were cooked. <laughs> and they were both dude lobsters. What the fuck? What? What, <laughs> lobsters are, can't be gay? What the fuck? <laughs> She's right. Tomorrow, intern Olympics. It's on! It is I on. can't wait for this. And John Densmore. Which is fantastic. See you guys uh, tomorrow at the start of the show. Oh, I don't have the ending. But you know how it ends here. Jesus fuck. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>